106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Our task is to show people that in many ways they got what they ordered. Right? They said this is what they wanted. They stood in line. They took time from work. It was difficult. And a lot of what they demanded, they got. And so let's get out there as we do and remind them of that. But looking more holistically in a macro view, how does this speed up the efforts at DOE to move in more of a renewable direction since this is going to have an impact on people at the pump? Yeah, I mean, we obviously are all in on making sure that we meet the president's goals of getting to 100% clean electricity by 2035 and uh, net zero carbon emissions by 2050. And, um, you know, if you drive an electric car, this would not be affecting you, clearly. <laughs> if you're poor, stop being poor. I am here, standing here on the northern flank, on the eastern flank, talking about what we have in terms of the... And they told me I couldn't do drama. ...eastern flank and our NATO allies. And what is at stake at this very moment? Screw the commercials, we're sticking with this. But we all watched the television coverage of just yesterday. That's on top of everything else that we know and don't know yet based on what we've just been able to see and because we've seen it or not doesn't mean it hasn't happened. And because we've seen it or not doesn't mean it hasn't happened. So I'm sick of this stuff. We have to talk about it because the American people think the reason for inflation is government spending more money. Simply not true. I, you're such a f***ing liar. Make no mistake, inflation is largely the fault of Putin. Liar! Here we are tonight. It's a uh, we just out right here on the left coast. We just changed the time. I don't know whether they changed the time where you're listening from. <clears throat> it always completely throws me off. And then they talk about it every year of voting to not change the time in the fall and the spring. And then they don't do it. So here we go. And so this is uh, the first week of change time. So we get up in the dark and we go to bed late at night, later at night when it's lighter. So uh, one of the mysteries of at least California, I don't know about the rest of the, the world or the rest of the United States. So you're listening to No Hostages Radio. This is Lou Benninger. I'm the guy that talks here. And this is our 155th episode. 
We started uh, a couple of years ago when I got off uh, live radio. Now I'm back on live radio at KMYC 1410 AM in Yuba County up here in Northern California, as well as doing a podcast. So it never was intended to be that way. We did live radio and then we switched to podcast and then now we're doing both. So uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for finding us. However, that happened. And um, we are going to be here for six 20-minute segments and separated by about five or six minutes of clips, educational clips. So um, we're not, if you got got to us through your regular podcast source or just heard about the name No Hostages Radio, great. We do have a website that's nohostagesradio.com that you can listen to past episodes if you wish or if you want to read some of the articles i've written over the years you can read some of those there Uh, so since we do have a website uh, you can reach me on on the email from that website uh, just to go to lou l-o-u at nohostagesradio.com lou at nohostagesradio.com and that's l-o-u and you can also dial me up. You can text me or dial me at 530-713-1838, 530-713-1838. Please leave a message or text me. I, I will respond. And uh, certainly email me and I will respond. You know a number of you, uh, and thank you very much. All that do this, you you uh, give me information that uh, you hope that I'm watching or seeing or maybe you think maybe I need to follow it better. And just one guy uh, working at this part-time, I don't have all the time that uh, all of us do together to gather up information and, and to sift through it, tease through it, and keep the best and chuck the rest. So uh, so that's how we get a lot of the information that we talk about. We're talking about really holding on to our culture, holding on to what the Founding Fathers gave us. They gave us a Constitution. They gave us a Republic. And they said, we'll see if you can keep it. Right now, we're struggling to keep it. And but you know there's always um, until it's over there's going to be a fight, so we're just going to keep proceeding ahead, and uh, so we hope that we can be an inspiration to you wherever you are, to take a stand uh, in your community, how big or how large, doesn't make any difference whether it's in the school board, whether it's in the city council, whether it's in the supervisors, whether it's in the state legislature, wherever you can uh, make a difference. Uh, get it on. I was just talking to someone. I don't know whether I can grab the the notes in the other room, but maybe I can, before the night's over. There's a new um, paper out called The Flame, and uh, there's a lar- longer name to it. And they say they got about they just started a month or so ago, and they already got fifty thousand copies going out, and uh, they're hoping to get millions. and And it's a very well written newspaper with some top people in the country writing about. Patriotism, COVID, all the the scam, the the con, all the stuff. And uh, I've just talked to the founders on the phone. They're from up in the state of Washington. I'm speaking from Northern California. And uh, they dropped off six or 800 papers at Church of Glad Tidings. If you're around the Northern California area and you'd like some free papers, uh, they're looking for people that would like to subscribe. What they mean by subscribe is, say, uh, contribute and take about a hundred papers or a certain amount of papers, a thousand papers or 50 papers or 25 papers. And then they'll get them to you. And then you can distribute them like at your local coffee shops or medical 
uh, lobbies or wherever so people can pick them up and read the information. It's information that's not censored, so they're going to get an entirely new view on what's being talked about in the uh, what I call the new Pravda, which was the Soviet Union's uh, news outlet back in the day. I didn't realize when I was a teenager hearing about Pravda that the Pravda, word Pravda in English means truth. How ironic, right, when when the uh, that's the last thing they ever published is truth called Pravda. That's kind of the, the PSYOP, right? It's like they tell you that COVID's going to kill you, but it really isn't. But then they say, since it's really going to kill you, they're not giving you any medication, but then they give you some medication at the end that will kill you. Uh, it's just constantly uh, faking you out with the left and hitting you in the nose with the right all the way through. Misdirection, fraud, lies, exaggeration, mis, uh, you know, counting cases that aren't cases, counting deaths that aren't deaths. Uh, nonsense, just total nonsense. So uh, we're here because of the generosity of people that care about getting the word out that's not being get got out through the uh, regular media, not just the mainstream media, but even media like Fox News, media like Newsmax that people think are conservative. Do you know that Newsmax and Fox News and others like them took money from the Biden administration? Right, The Biden administration gets their money from you and me supposedly to take care of the country, but instead they bribed with a billion dollars, they bribed all the major news networks to print something favorable, not the truth, but something favorable about taking the jab. And uh, so Fox News and uh, Newsmax both took money. I think at least one, if not both, had people resign over it because they were actually told to uh, talk positive about vaccines. Uh, you can't say anything positive about the vaccines. They don't work. They're not a vaccine. It's been a fraud from the beginning. And hundreds of thousands of people are being medically damaged for life or dying. And uh, there's been the entire uh, COVID uh, psychological operation has been a complete fraud and deception on the people of the United States. Uh, the PCR test was a fraud. Masks were a fraud. Standing six feet apart was a fraud. Closing down schools was a lie. Um, not being able to take any medication for the, uh, the illness was a lie. Washing your hands incessantly was a lie. It's just on and on and on. And so uh, I just heard, t uh, in fact, one of the clips I think we have today, I heard that uh, British Airways, which I flew uh, down to from here to uh, Uganda one time, had a wonderful flight on British Airways back then, it's been a long time ago, about 18, 1989, and uh, British Airways dropped their mask mandate. So uh, there's now been legislation started to g overrule the Bidens, or the Bitemies, and to stop the, the mask mandates. It just seems like even though we have science against the mask, in every way, it, it causes disease, not saves your life. Uh, we have now we're locked in uh, paralysis, a paralysis of nonsense. So we'll see if Rand Paul's legislation can make it through without a veto from the Biden administration. Hopefully people can rise up against them over this, these uh, 
mentally ill leaders in our country. I, I, we always refer to it as Biden this, Biden that. But the fact is, Biden is the walking dead person. I don't know who's making all the decisions, but uh, Biden is just a bumbling idiot. Actually, I've seen people far more competent when I used to do uh, some intern hours at DeWitt State Mental Hospital. And uh, that's a sad thing to say, but that's just the way it is. It can happen to anybody. And now they're just a, the it shows the lack of kindness, humanitarianism and and uh, integrity of the Democrats that they would even do such a thing as putting a person that's mentally deranged at the head of this country. So uh, welcome again. Let's see uh, if I need to say anything more. Oh, uh, if you want to listen, th- this show will be up on every Saturday morning it pops up. So it's a show that's going to show up on 319, March 19. Also, there's a live show that same day. Uh, it's called Live with Lou. Uh, it's uh, the way to get it. If you're not like right in Yuba, Sutter, or the surrounding counties, you can go to live365.com. Uh, click on radio, put in KMYC, and you can hear whatever's live streaming right there. It's our live stream uh, platform that we borrow from others live 365.com and it's uh, uh so that's called uh that be kmyc and the show we do on that morning is live with lou it is live so uh this is of course is recorded and it's cleaned up and tidied up by a guy named tanner martis from conroe texas who does a wonderful job actually got me set up doing this i didn't know anything about it. i'd heard heard about podcasts listened to podcasts but never had the equipment or the wherewithal to do it and frankly i don't think i could do a good job of it or maybe even any job of it without uh, tanner's assistance so uh, all right i want to mention a lady that i have great respect for and that's jeanette waldo she runs the uh apple hill bistro is that is that right I, do i have the name right uh let me just think now let me go up here and scroll back up here. I jumped down here. Uh, Apple Bistro. It's called Apple Bistro. And a number of businesses in El Dorado County, which is a county just south and a little bit east of us here in Yuba County, a number of businesses uh, decided to stay open in their counties when there was all these mandates to close. There weren't businesses in southern Yuba that stayed open as well without any repercussions from the government. But in El Dorado County, the supervisors who were just average citizens that got elected to office, they are not like the mafia. They aren't like uh, the, the, uh, some foreign power that took over El Dorado County. They're just elected from the populace. Somehow they think they are Nazis, and they are going to break the back of Apple Bistro because it decided to withstand their unconstitutional uh, actions. Uh, It was unconstitutional anywhere in the country for what was done, shutting down businesses without paying them any money or uh, compensating them for the loss. And that's right in the that's right in the Constitution. You can read all about it. They're forbidden to just stop uh, people's pursuit of happiness, their pursuit of making making a uh, a wage or a living. So uh, Jeanette Waldo uh, withstood them. And so she's fighting for her. Uh, life. Uh, they're not so far. They're not sh- killing her, but they've they've tried to break her business. They've thought about turning, uh, stopping her from drawing water out of the ground. They're, they've tr- stopped the point of purchase where they stop her ability to use credit cards. 
So she's located up at 2740 Highway 50, Placerville, California, 95667. I'll say that once again because you might want to send her a contribution. Instead of sending a contribution to the Republicans or the Democrats, I would send a, uh, a contribution to Jeanette Waldo. Uh, it's W-A-L-D-O-W, Jeanette, 2740 Highway 50, Placerville, California, 95667. And her business is called the Apple Bistro. It is still open as far as I can tell. They're open seven days a week from 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. And they, uh, my friends who have been up there say it's, it's a drop-dead gorgeous view. You can eat outside on the deck and a great food and just nice people. They're fighting for their constitutional lives. And we have supervisors there that they've, they've cranked up like because of her resistance, they took her permits, all her permits. You know, in, in, gover- in, in California, you have to have all these rules and permits and licenses and certificates to, to run your business. Just like the mafia, when they'd come in and offer people protection, they say, oh, I don't need any protection. So they'd knock the window out and break somebody's fingers. And then they'd say, well, we think you need it now. So then they'd have to pay them a couple hundred bucks a week, right, just to, to uh, not have any uh, retribution. So now we have it right in our, our country. We call it tyranny. And our founding fathers wanted us to all be weaponized, be packed weapons, not to shoot a skunk, not to shoot a mountain lion, not to shoot our next door neighbor that's trying to steal from us, but to shoot the government and take over the government, right? To take back our government. That's what's happened in El Dorado County. They're thugs up there. They're just average citizens that have, that have got, had power gone to their head they should be marked men and women and they should uh people should never forget who they are and they should pursue them for prosecuting them for crimes against humanity so uh so that's apple bistro and we wish them well and we hope that they survive and uh they're even the the people that they have a lease uh with option to purchase that wonderful uh wonderful site up there on highway 50 it's on the way to tahoe from between uh, Sacramento and South Lake Tahoe, beautiful area of the, the of California. So uh, we wish them well. So the, the the propaganda goes on. I told last week I go out and drop off this uh, family, uh, these youngsters of Afghan refugees, to a job. They work full time in the agricultural uh, area of uh, Yuba County, and we drive by a billboard that that's put up by uh, the count uh, the um, government of california and they take credit for it which is good that they actually do that but they say it's just a complete lie it's just the opposite of the way things are they say that there's 31 you're 31 times more likely to die unvaccinated than a vaccinated person it's just the actually the opposite in fact some studies show that you're 51.51 percent more likely to die from being vaccinated. Now that's a scary thought right there. If you get a vaccination, you're 51% more likely to die from that vaccination than you would if you got COVID. Now this billboard says just the opposite, but you use the term 31. It says you're 31 times more likely to um, die from COVID if you have not been vaccinated. Now, that's a complete lie, and that's a part of this billion-dollar campaign that the Biden administration put on to convince people to take the jab. The jab is dangerous. Uh, it will it will ruin your immune system. 
some top scientists, Judy Mikovits, numbers of top scientists have come out and said it's going to be like your when the mRNA gets done with you, it's going to be like you have the immune system of an HIV patient. HIV HIV patients, uh, they're when they get really sick, their immune system has stopped working. It does, instead of having a live doctor inside taking care of the bugs, uh, you have nothing. It's just like your screen door is open and anything can fly in. And uh, so people are dying of that. And uh, so over a period of the next two to five years, they think millions of people will die of uh, the vaccine, the, the uh, side effects of the vaccine. It was not a vaccine to begin with. It has not stopped COVID. It has not stopped people from getting COVID, giving COVID away. Uh, in, in fact, it, it has created a, a new vulnerability or a heightened, a heightened vulnerability to whatever you're, you have tendencies for. So if you have a tendency for shingles, if you have a tendency for uh, any kind of skin disease, if you have a tendency for uh, uh, bladder infections, just on and on and on. If you have a tendency for that, uh, or anything that's brought out when you have stress, uh, you're, there's all kinds of people going to the hospital for those kinds of reasons that aren't specifically COVID, and that's what's going on because people are vaccinated. P- all over the world now, the, st- the statistics are coming in that the that by far the majority of people going to the hospital right now are all vaccinated people. The people that do not have the vaccination are the healthiest people in the country. And the propaganda continually goes on, 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 that you're, you're dirty, bad, nasty, just like the Germans were dirty, bad rats, vermin, uh, because uh, they resisted the Nazis and they just, Nazis didn't like them. But the unvaccinated people have been labeled like the Nazis, like the Jews were by the Nazis as dirty, bad, nasty, and that they're causing the whole nation to be sick. That's exactly the opposite from what the truth is. So uh, you, ha- you have to decide what you're going to believe. Now, a lot of you don't know much about anything. You don't take any time. You don't want to put in the spade work to learn about what's really going on. You won't look at alternative news sources. So the best thing, I've from the very beginning of COVID, I, I encourage people to... Um, turn off the television and quit watching mainstream news. And I, I had people call me time and time again. They were freaked out. They were stressed out. And I said, are you watching news? Oh, yeah, I'm watching news. I said, please just unplug the television and quit doing it. I said, read, study, go on the Internet, go on some other platforms and study what's really going on with COVID and uh, get away from the television. We're going to take a break here in a minute. This is our first break of um, – this are, we're coming into our six second segment and we'll be back in just a minute. When I move my body just like this, I don't know why, but I feel like freedom. I hear a song that takes me back and I let go with so much Light Theater presents the original musical drama, Darkest Before Dawn. The disciples of Jesus struggle to comprehend what is happening to their beloved master. Just when the crowds were acknowledging him with a parade of adulation, throwing palm branches, calling him their Messiah, 
everything changes. Betrayal and mob conspiracy lead to Jesus being taken into custody and charged with crimes he didn't commit, and then led away to his death. From the Last Supper at Passover, celebrating and laughing with Jesus, to the hill of Golgotha, watching him die, the disciples mourn their unspeakable loss and question everything they've learned over the last three years. Then the promise is fulfilled. Jesus returns from the grave after three days. Darkest Before Dawn is showing Sunday, April 17th through 20th at 7 p.m. nightly at the Embassy Theater at Glad Tidings. Admission is free. An emergency doesn't last two years. I'm Randy Thomason with your SaveCalifornia.com Minute. Good news, Stanislaus County, California, has ended its local health emergency. This means Stanislaus County will not impose its own mask test or jab mandate. This is what we've been waiting for, a role model for other counties. Your five county supervisors should end their health emergency too. Remember, they work for you, and the county's public health officer works for them, and it only takes three supervisors to end this insanity. Please call and email your county supervisors today. Tell them terminate your health emergency like Stanislaus County has. We're not sick with COVID. We're sick with you oppressing us with your needless mandates. See more at SaveCalifornia.com. Championing your values in California. Just in case you are feeling worn down by the endless disaster briefings on the mainstream media, I thought I'd bring you some good news. Number one, British Airways are going to stop with the nonsense of face masks. Even better, the mask perverts who are clinging to those things, like a desperate shopper at Waitrose, have said they will boycott the airline as a result, which is brilliant news if, like me, you don't really want to sit next to a mask pervert when you don't have to. Number two, we have been removed from Boris Johnson for a while. He's buggered off to Saudi ostensibly on the hunt for oil, as if they're going to give him any. But it's taken him out of Britain and therefore he can't mess up as much as he normally does. I mean, never mind that Saudi just killed 81 people in a mass execution or in fact that presumably they butchered Khashoggi, the journalist in the embassy. At least they're not Putin or Russian or something. They're a different kind of bad guy, but not to worry about that. And in a third great and uplifting point that many of us have overlooked, we have not seen much of Chris Whitty or his American counterpart, the little Dr Fauci, for a very long time. And that can only be a good thing. Dr Fauci in America is in fact a very short man, something I don't agree with. He is nipple height. And that's a height we should all be afraid of. And if you're confused about my logic on this, Sadiq Khan, you get my point. Anyway, three good news items there just to lift your spirits as you fill up your family car and have to take another remortgage in order to just maybe get your kids to school. See you soon. My administration is also defending religious liberty, and that includes the constitutional right to pray in public schools. In America, we don't punish prayer. We don't tear down crosses. We don't ban symbols of faith. 
We don't muzzle preachers and pastors. In America, we celebrate faith. We cherish religion. We lift our voices in prayer, and we raise our sights to the glory of God. Just as we believe in the First Amendment, we also believe in another constitutional right that is under siege all across our country. So long as I am president, I will always protect your Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. All my favorite colors, my sisters and my brothers, see them like no other. of uh, right being called wrong and wrong being called right, up being called down, down being called up. Everything is flipped upside down. And so we have now people that are white people, Norwegian uh, heritage, wanting to identify as black. We have people that are male wanting to identify as female. It's just, it's, we're, that's just our culture right now. And so Rachel Levine uh, has uh, Rachel, who is actually Leland Levine. But uh, Leland, uh, even though he has a, a penis, he decided he's going to be a female. So he's a transsexual, transgender. And he's, he's, uh, he's a really uh, a very homely guy or gal. He, he swung and missed on both, on both sexes. But USA Today named Rachel Levine Woman of the Year. Now, this is uh, just uh, this is like allowing boys to compete against girls in a sport. It's just an insult to the women uh, that God created on this earth, all all flavors of women. Uh, to take a, a guy who's uh, defrauding and claims he's a woman and dresses up like a woman and uh, par- parades himself and claims he's a woman. So um, the liberals have become n- completely mad in persuading USA Today to proclaim, r- not of all the billions of women, wonderful women of the world, they're actually going to pick a male, uh, now transsexual to a woman, transgender, as the woman of the year. That's just that's complete madness. Um, so instead of women standing up against this, they're too afraid of that. Now they back themselves into a corner with wokeness and they can't speak out against it. Some parents are speaking out against children's sports where uh, boys are being uh, able to complete, compete and overcome girls, whether it's in wrestling or track or whatever. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about Rachel Leland Levine. He's a pediatrician, uh, he, she, uh, and a four-star admiral. Now, this is the other insult that the Bite Bite Me administration did. Uh, Levine is a professor. This is so disgusting. 
Uh, Levine is a professor of pediatrics and psychiatry at Penn State College of Medicine and previously served as Pennsylvania Physician General from 2015 to 17. Now, these appointments are uh, woke appointments. They would never get, on his own merits, he would never get these appointments. This person got appointed because he's tra- transgender, and they're they're trying to make that okay. There's nothing about transgender that is anything but just a complete perversion. Uh, so then uh, Levine was the secretary of the Pennsylvania Department of Health from 2017 to 21. Levine is one of only a few openly transgender government officials in the United States and is the first to hold an office that requires Senate confirmation. This is so disgusting and so uh, uh, wrong that the Senate of the United States of America confirmed a transgender, a pervert, to such a an important office. On October 19, 2021, Levine became the first openly transgender four-star officer in the nation's eight uniformed services. Now, they they didn't even have this rank until this person became it. So it wasn't a, it wasn't good enough for the liberals uh, the liberal the extreme left to get this guy to become a woman or to act like a woman and get him at the top spot in public health. But now they had to add given her, him a force four star, uh, which in some people's minds means something to me. It's just an embarrassment. The other thing is that Levine, Leland Levine that became a female is if he isn't, you know, it's interesting to me. I was thinking about teachers when I was in school, uh, all the way through school, uh, even teachers at uh, Sacramento State College, even though that was back in you, we smoked in the class. I didn't smoke, but people could smoke in the classroom, including the teacher. But teachers actually wore suits, and and women wore dresses, and they wore nice clothes, uh, not not overly, biz- you know, super duper nice. But I mean, they were like dress clothes, uh, business style. Guys wore ties. Uh, you know, uh, kind of a dinner style or a dress coat, uh, and slacks. But in, in high school, uh, they wore, uh, men wore suits and, uh, suit white shirt and tie a lot. And ladies wore nice dresses. And today, uh, a lot of people just look like the, just a slicked up homeless person teaching our kids, or they look like, uh, not all of them, but I've been in classrooms. I've, I've volunteered in classrooms, seen people, old, funky women, basically just threw a comb through their hair a little bit, uh, overweight, pudgy, uh, wore a flannel shirt, Levi's, tennis shoes to teach kids. You know, and the, the sad thing that's been lost is the, the concept of as more is caught than taught, be mentoring and sh- being an example and being a person that's classy and dress sharp and and really teaching kids how to be sharp look sharp i remember even the coaches in in our high school sports dressed sharp um but here we have this this is a professor of pediatrics and psychiatry now what what's it say about psychiatry when the guy can't even get his gender right i mean how much you're gonna yeah i'm sure you can answer all the right questions and get yourself an a but uh, what's that say about how bizarre it is? Now, if we get a guy that somehow 
or someone that can somehow produce half animal, half human? Is that going to be like uh, maybe the the person of the year, half human, half animal? I mean, can we like start screwing sheep and see if we can come up with a, a human animal? Honestly, people, that's how bizarre this is. If you backed up and got the last generation that fought through World War II and went through the Depression, if you had them read this, that's what they'd be thinking. Uh, totally bizarre embarrassment to the United States of America. I don't care whether the person is a is a bright person or not. I don't think the person could be. I think the person is just uh, the the strong note of this person is the person is transgender. Rachel Leland Levine. Uh, if you get a chance to see him, it's just it's. I feel sorry for the dude, and uh, he's just one homely dude. And uh, he doesn't make make up a, a good-looking woman at all. So uh, Nick Adams sent this tweet out. I think it's great. It said, LeBron James ruined the NBA. Colin Kaepernick ruined the NFL. Bubba Wallace ruined NASCAR. These are all liars, by the way, right? They lied, portrayed, you know, they mimic these guys making millions of dollars, multi-millions of dollars, claim they're suffering under slavery and persecution here in the United States. So Bubba Wallace, who's a race car driver, uh, lied about being, uh, about racism against him. Bubba Wallace ruined NASCAR. Stacey Abrams ruined the uh, Major League Baseball. Remember when they uh, wouldn't allow the Olympic or the uh, All-Star game to be played in Georgia? And then, thank God, the Atlanta Braves went went on to win the entire league that year. But Stacey, Stacey Abrams really uh, coerced the MLB. Megan Rapino, the uh, or, purple hair, orange hair, blue hair, whatever hair, uh, she ruined the Olympic soccer for females. They, they've never played any worse than since she uh, went hard on her rampage of kneeling like uh, Colin uh, Kaepernick. And then Joe Biden has ruined the U.S. And, and whether, whether you uh, are just uh, deceived or whether you know you, what you want to do is ruin everything about this country, whether you're doing it intentionally or just through... Uh, happenstance and incompetence joe biden is progressively uh step by step running the united states of america all right i wanted to read this this was sent to me it said nationwide manhunt for those who stormed the u.s capitol that's a good thing the guy says my question is this why is there no nationwide manhunt for the people who burned and looted seattle and portland for over 150 days why no manhunt for the people who burned down federal buildings? Why no manhunt for people who burned churches? Why no manhunt for people who threw Molotov cocktails, chemical irritants, and explosives at police officers? Why no manhunt for people who toppled statues? Why no manhunt for people who looted and burned private businesses? Why no manhunt for people who brutally attacked elderly people merely for trying to defend their own livelihood do you have an answer for that i do it's because it's politically uh, not expedient to uh to go after the people we used to go after for breaking the law the people on the the manufactured crimes for january 6th protest 
were uh, were done by the Federal Bureau of Investigation. That whole protest, the way it turned into be a, a fiasco, was directed, choreographed, and developed by the FBI. Now, let me tell you a story. Back when I was a teenager, <clears throat> I just just turned 12, 13, my dad and his, his uh, two brothers uh, that were still living, we had th- four brothers in all, one died early, but uh, the two, three brothers and some of their friends used to get together to hunt on the weekends, and they'd go deer hunting. And uh, so they would camp out. And so at night, the guys, all World War II vets, a lot of them were World War II vets, except for the ones that couldn't serve. They were too old to go. They would tell stories, and they'd also tell stories about their businesses. So my dad was a butcher, and then there was a guy there that was district attorney of Yuba County, and there was a guy there that was the fire chief of Linda Fire. And uh, he also, by trade, was a painter, but back then they were all volunteers at Linda Fire. And uh, so Charlie Miller was his name, and, and Charlie used to tell this story, which I thought was just so fascinating because I, I didn't know much about anything, but I thought the, the stories about the war. And then he used to, so Charlie Miller one time was telling a story about um, they had a, a, a uptick in fires in the Linda area. And so they were, because really there aren't a lot of fires. They're, they're usually the most things that fire departments respond to are medical aids. So uh, you don't have a lot of house fires. So uh, all of a sudden there were all these like, grass fires and dumpster fires and all kinds of fires. And they just couldn't figure out, wow, how come all these fires? And so one day, uh, through thinking about it, thinking about it, pondering it, thinking about it, they noticed that one guy in their their volunteers, they are all on call, so they would show up from wherever they were working or playing or whatever. They'd drop what they're doing and go to the, the scene of the fire. It just so happened that the same guy was always first at the fire. And it turned out that he was actually setting the fires. He was a fire setter and he was a member of the fire department. So when you think about that, it's not too, it's not much of a stretch to get where the FBI now has been constructing the crimes. Like now there's a debate up in Michigan over these guys that supposedly were plotting to kidnap Governor Whitmer, the female Governor Whitmer. But now it shows that the FBI was involved in constructing that crime. Now, there's story after story after story. Like right now, uh, John Durham, the investigator for the Department of Justice, is, is, has now debunked the entire Russian collusion uh, gam- gambit that the Democrats were talking about President Trump and trying to get him run out of office. Not one piece of that... Uh, debacle that russian collusion was accurate everything was a fraud everything was a lie and the federal bureau of investigation of our government was right flat in the middle of it and it wasn't just a couple bad apples it was a whole bunch of people and there was uh, a feeling that there's a uh, a deep state uh tilt or deep state bent to the FBI that they are no longer independent investigators trying to get bad guys, but they're actually trying to foist an agenda on our country through creating criminal acts uh, like, and in other words, creating the, the fire and then coming to fight the fire. That's exactly what's happening. You can see it in the CIA, the department of justice. We have corruption 
from stem to stern. So, uh, so when the, this guy asked this question, well, how come, how come there wasn't a, a nationwide manhunt for all the looting and the burning for, for months? There was burning and looting for months. Uh, people got killed, actually. And that, but no one has been held. Very few people have been held accountable. So you can see that this is political in nature. It's not about it. It's it's uh, it's not about just a coincidence of just a lot of crime in an area. It's been plotted. It's been planned. Do you notice that for the past several months since Biden has taken over, all these all these uh, blow ups have stopped? Do you notice that? All these places aren't. It was only uh, under Trump that they were being, uh, or during, you know, when Biden took over, that they were being allowed to burn. Once Trump, and right at the end of the Trump uh, situation, they were trying to just cause disruption in the entire country of the United States of America. Disruption, uh, shut down businesses, shut down uh, supply chains, everything. So uh, there's a clip here today that talks a little bit about President Trump uh, Jack Kennedy or John F. Kennedy. And uh, that was he was killed, I think, seven days after he gave an, an infamous speech. And uh, this was uh, just a short phrase out of that. He said, there's a plot in this country to enslave every man, woman and child. I want you to think about that. It says there's a plot in this country to enslave. Why would people want to enslave? That's what communists do. But there is a plot, and it's it's still going on, to enslave people. Now, when you see people running around in forced masks, can't go to school, can't go to work, can't bury your loved ones, can't have a funeral, can't have a wedding, can't have a church meeting, can't go out on the streets when you want, can't go—I I, just had a real estate firm today that would not allow me to go in the front door. They would only allow the—, the the workers to come out and talk to me on the outside. We, we are enslaved people. You can't get on a plane. You can't get on a train. There's a plot. He said in this country to enslave every man, woman, and child before I leave this high and noble office. He said, I intend to, uh, expose this plot. That's a, just a small taste or a small, or d'oeuvre out of this amazing speech. Seven days later, he was shot uh, through the head in Dallas, Texas. Uh, we have a plot going on. In fact, I'm going to play a 12-minute clip later in the show that is going to give an overview of the move to take over this country that is still working. It's still working. And uh, there haven't been gunshots so much here isolated but not not open uh, conflict but it's going on and uh, it's going to take us to rise up by the way our next election is june 7th in california that's our primary election and it's it's now the the people that are going to run for office are set and most of the referendums i think that are going to be put on the the ballot uh, I don't think they're going to be on the June ballot. The referendums, measures, and things like that will go on the November ballot. But the primary will will be just at, just around the corner, and it's June 7th. So if you haven't registered to vote, this is a way that you can you can actually vote for yourself, and then you can actually help others vote as well and, and get them registered to vote and all that kind of stuff. 
So uh, I want to mention, uh, I want to mention, sorry here, I got to, got turn turn off all my, uh, there we go. Still going to, okay. Sorry about that. Uh, didn't get all my sounds turned off. All right, so uh, I wanted to mention that uh, as a part of the election, let me get my little ad out here. I got a note from a lady that I think is a great candidate named Courtney Ortega. I've worked with Courtney since she moved from Hawaii during the COVID deal where everything she was trying to do in Hawaii got shut down, so she flew over and came to work over here in Sutter County. Courtney Ortega is, um, she graduated from the University of Oregon, and she worked in the legislature in Oregon, and uh, I'm going to take a break right now, and I'm going to talk about her, uh, her background and what she's running, what she's doing, and what she's up to when we come right back. This is Life Issues with Brad Mattis, president of Life Issues Institute. Signs of desperation are becoming evident in China's efforts to undo the damage of decades of forced abortions and one-child policy. It's difficult to achieve world communist domination when you don't have enough workers. Men can't find wives due to the abortion of millions of girl babies. Unmarried women are now discouraged from aborting. The China Family Planning Association announced, We will rebuild the culture of raising up multiple children in a family and build a new positive culture of marriage and parenting. Their previous law allowing women to have two children failed, so they've expanded it to three. They now promote parental leave. 
increased rights for working women, and improving child care infrastructure. But they still carry out genocide of the Uyghur population. Like us on Facebook at Life Issues and stay informed, more informed than you've ever been. Here in New York City, lots of big businesses thrive, but little ones struggle. It's very difficult right now. For a small business, it's very difficult. Kamal Saleh, who runs this store, was hit with thousands of dollars in fines. The first time, I think, is 2600 His crime? He sold three cigars for $8.89. 11 cents too cheap, says New York City. His customers can't believe it. It's BS. Kind of stupid in the sense that if somebody's willing to pay something. Not in New York City. Here, bureaucrats say tobacco must be sold for above a minimum floor price. Why? Because anti-tobacco crusader Dr. Kurt Ribisel told the Center for Disease Control, very cheap products should no longer be available. It, it deters children from starting smoking. You suggest this at the CDC. New York says, ah, good idea. Well, it's also been considered very seriously in a number of jurisdictions in California. Why do you get to decide? No, I'm not deciding. I'm, I'm a you, person who studies these policies. I, I'll let the, the policymakers the decide. Why do the politicians get to decide? Cigarettes are the most lethal product ever introduced. Thanks to Ribblesell's recommendation, New York cigarette smokers now must pay at least $13 a pack. People still have the ability to buy it if they so choose. Just not poor people. We see much higher smoking rates among poor people. And so we need policies that are going to reduce uh, tobacco use among poor people. I think it's outrageous. I mean, first of all, you're in a poor neighborhood, okay? And number two, a lot of people who smoke cigars are elderly people, seniors. You know, where are you going to charge $3 and more? They choose it, and the right to make your own choices is important. People are still figuring out ways to afford it. It's not to the point where no one who's poor is smoking. Do you know that we have over 20 tobacco retailers for every McDonald's in the U.S.? It must be because people want that. What if you run a tobacco store? You're just screwing them. I want to see a transition toward thinking more about healthy food and beverage, because that's going to be the future of making money. At the CDC, Ribisil testified that it should also be government policy to reduce the number of tobacco stores. We're not interested in putting stores out of business or making people unemployed. Sounds like you are. They're going to find new products to sell. You're a bully. You know, I, I think the tobacco industry is more of a bully. When I say fork it over, you fork it over. He referred us to this ad from the FDA. Cigarettes are bullies. They are, but New York's smoking police are worse. They use the power of the state to get their way, and their tobacco rules go on for 47 pages. And this is just for tobacco. For food and refrigeration and deliveries and everything else, uh, the New York City Administrative Code could be thousands of pages long. Lawyer Andrew Tillum defends store owners who get fined. You get paid in groceries and pizza? Fish and paper plates and tortillas. The rules mainly hurt little stores. It's the big guy who basically could hire lawyers. The big business community is thriving. You see Starbucks, you see 7-Eleven, you see Walmart, you see Target. It's the little guy who's trying to, you know, pinch his pennies and make a dollar that has the biggest problem. Smoking hurts people. The city says we're just protecting people. And I'm not a smoking advocate, but I think in this country and in this city that people have the right to do the wrong thing. They ought to. We ought to. But we can't if the health police rule our lives. Oh, darling, please believe.
see if I can find her website. Here's, here's her website. If you want to go to her website, Courtney Otega, she's running for Sutter County Supervisor. I know her. I know her family. I know her husband. Uh, they're solid people. They're honest people. They're hardworking people. They, they do not, uh, she is not trying to get into a place of influence to benefit her friends financially or herself financially. She's a true-hearted public servant. Uh, she has an interesting background. She's, she's uh, compared to the average supervisor today who are pretty old. Uh, she is uh, younger, and uh, she's a college graduate. She's worked in the legislature. She's done lobbying for the University of, uh, University of Oregon. Uh, she's owned her own businesses, she she is uh, I'm just trying to find here. Here we go. Let me just get to the right page here and just see if I can pull it pull it up here. All right, here we go. University of Oregon bachelor's degree political science worked at the Oregon State Legislature Legislature as a staffer and lobbyist for University of Oregon. Uh, also worked in early intervention education. Community service abroad. She was with the Peace Corps, Mission Builders, and also worked here in Yuba Sutter County. She was also uh, particularly effective in organizing, getting the supervisors' meeting open back up, and getting people their masks off, and getting freedom and people and the supervisors to be constitutional again. Uh, she's into stopping self-interested politicians. Have you noticed that? You know, I constantly am, am hope, hoping for the best with new politicians. And then when they get in there, it's like they drink the, the Jim Jones Kool-Aid. They all turn out kind of the same. And they end up getting in there, and then everybody wants them to do favors because people in our communities are so overridden with government regulations that they want the government to somehow do them a favor and give them an edge up on everybody else. Like, you know, permit me to change the zoning on my land or... You know, I'll give you so much money if you allow me to grow marijuana on my land and all the just payoffs and, and money and money. And then they get all in and uh, they get to thinking like they're a legend in their own mind. And they think, I need more money. This is a very important job. I'm a very important person. So Courtney Ortega's their, his, her uh, slogan is only working for you, only working for you. So uh, she has a, a meet and greet coming up on Friday, March uh, 25th, 530 to 8 o'clock at night at the Gaucher Park, at the Gaucher uh, Park and Water Park area. And one ad I saw she sent to me, it said 421 Center Street, and that was right off uh, Google Ads. But it's incorrect. It's 421 C Street. So if anybody knows where the water park is, it's at the corner of C and Wilbur in Yuba City. So if you go to Gaucher Park, just ignore the 421 Center Street. If you want to go to Center Street, there's a good restaurant there called Fernando's that you should go support. And across the street, there's a Steelhouse Coffee on Center Street, which is a nice coffee place, a wonderful family, steel family. 
And uh, but that's not where Gauche Water Park is. Gauche Water Park is 421 C Street, like ABC, in Yuba City. So you can uh, you can go there. You can meet her. You probably be some other folks there. You can meet and uh, you can make a contribution. That's what it's all about. She needs some money. I made a contribution to her. She said they're going to have some barbecue food there, burgers and hot dogs. That would get my attention. I like to eat myself. So, but Courtney Ortega is going to be, she's the type of candidate that we need to, to replenish all our boards, all our boards. I don't believe Courtney Ortega would shut down our, our city just because the health director told her to, unless um, she was going to sort out uh, a way that that was going to be compliant with the constitution. She's not going to do that anymore. Uh, she's going to uphold the Constitution. You know, anybody can take an oath of office. Any old buddy can. Uh, all you have to really do is repeat the words, and sometimes all you have to say is, I do, right? Courtney Ortega will uh, defend the Constitution and uphold the Constitution, and she won't sell you out. I've just, I've voted, and I've I've listened to and, incur- and put uh, tried to get votes for people that I thought we're going to do the right thing and always been so disappointed, so disappointed. I'm so sad. Uh, I just get bone tired. Sometimes I just feel, I tell somebody, I just feel like I'm moving, ought to move to some other country and live on the beach and smoke weed all day. Just like done. I'm just done with all this tired, bone tired of just people putting their hand in the till. You know, there's a, I think it was Bob Fischetti who was, uh, we were doing a show together. He was helping me do the show, actually. He was keeping me out of the ditch. And Bob Fischetti, who now runs 93Q, uh, which is a great station, he and Ken Rosell run it. And um, I can't remember what the—I know what the point was, but I can't remember whether Bob Fischetti was working for this department store or somehow he was connected and like, this guy was caught stealing. One of the employees was caught stealing. And it was some kind of, it was, it was uh, more tricky than just taking money out of the till, but it was like somebody was buying something and they would bring it back and then he'd give them too much money. Anyway, the the bottom line is he, people were stealing from the store and Bob asked the guy, uh, the story was he was at, the guy was asked, how come you're doing this? And he said, because everybody's doing it. Right. And so when everybody was stealing from the store, somehow it made it easier and more right or less wrong for the guy to steal from the store, steal from his employer. And that's exactly what's happening in our government is that people get into that power position and then they think it's all right to just cut themselves a little thicker slice of bacon. And they think it's okay to do that because everybody else is. Now, when you see people making like the psychiatrist over there, the top psychiatrist over there at behavioral health is getting 600000 a year. Probably feels like maybe he's not getting paid enough. Other psychiatrists, there's several psychiatrists getting paid three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars $400,000 a year. Other people are getting paid a hundred. Like the, the head of the Yuba County Health is getting, I think, a quarter of a million or more, uh, uh, like $250,000 to manage the giving away of money. And recently when I was working, I've been working on uh, resettling this Afghan family um, here in the United States after 56, 57,000 Afghans were brought into this country after the disaster, uh, letting the Taliban take back over. 
uh, in Afghanistan. So when we we were told by the United States government as a sponsor agency at Church of Glad Tidings to please uh, enlist these people in the local government services, they were they were going to give them very temporary benefits like CalFresh and health insurance and stuff, because when they came in, they had no money, zero, and they just had the clothes on their back and a few extras in a duffel bag. That's all they had when they fled the country. And um, so they were going to be generous with them and help them uh, at least take care of their business. Like the, this last week, we had the um, the uh, mom of the family uh, had an abscessed tooth, and we needed to get her over to a dental place and get her a tooth worked on and get her some antibiotics. And so, you know, people come as they are with Ill- illnesses and all that kind of stuff. So when we went to Yuba County Social Services, they said, these people don't qualify for anything. And we said, well, they, we're being told by higher ups in the government, higher than California, that these people do. And because they're coming into California, they they should get something. And they said, no, 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 no. And it, you know, we took no for an answer, but we went back to the people and we complained, said, hey, I know this is what you're telling us, but we they're not taking that uh, word. They're not paying attention to it. So. Uh, so finally, some of the big dogs farther up the food chain in uh, the Afghan resettlement program, in the United States had to call the big dogs at Yuba County and say, listen, these people deserve a little help. And so now finally they're getting a little help. My point is this. We're paying directors of, of health and human services $250,000 a year and their directors under them, multiple directors, between one hundred and $200,000 a year, and they don't even know what they are doing. Don't even know what they're doing. And uh, we need to elect new candidates to office Uh we have some that are running. Um, Tambra Courtright is running for a, U- a Yuba County clerk. Uh, first, time, first time running for office. Had been an independent business and been in around Yuba County for 20 or 30 years. Uh, she's a, a, a new person uh, that, that wants to uh, do things different. Uh, Eric Malo, who's, who just fought with the, uh, he's an employee of the, uh, United Pacific Railroad, and he has fought to stop the vaccine mandates and and for the railroad workers, for the whole country, and he's here in Yuba County, and is a he's a fighter, and he he is he fights for right, and he's got a backbone. Now he's the type of guy that's not going to shut down the county. He's running for supervisor, and he is not going to shut down the county. Uh, and violate people's constitutional rights over some illness. He's not going to do that. Either is Courtney Ortega. She's running for Sutter County Supervisor against Dan Flores, and um, Eric Malo's running against Andy Vasquez. And, I, you know, all these guys took the oath of office, claimed they're conservatives, and then they, they allowed their—, their uh, they, they, they were a part of considering many, many— businesses they claim they're all pro-business but they said you you businesses are non-essential so you're going to lose your business they picked and chose which businesses are going to be uh, honored and and benefited and and you know who they are they're all the big box stores they're not the small businessmen they're they're the big box stores that absolutely in one month uh amazon 
Amazon business went up so much because people were ordering all their needs, meeting their needs online. They, they hired 80,000 new employees. Do you think that's fair? Do you think that's constitutional? Do you think that's righteous? Do you, you know, evil and wickedness is described in the Bible and it's, it's what was done to our businesses in our community. It's what was done to keeping people from going and visiting grandma in the rest homes. You couldn't do that. You couldn't, your dad was dying of lung cancer at Adventist hospital. You couldn't go up and see him. Couldn't go up and say goodbye, pray for him. Can't do anything. In fact, one, one guy got so tired of it. He just said, just take me home to die. I'd rather be with my family at home than having all this nonsense of Adventist health, keeping my family from me. And he went home and he died with his family around him. What's happening, people, is wrong. It's not just, it's just not inappropriate and wrong or a political decision. It's evil. That's way different. Different political persuasions are one thing. Raise wages, don't raise wages. That's one thing. This is evil. This is wicked. People, people died. People killed themselves. People overdosed. People died when they didn't have to die of COVID because they could have been uh, preemptively treated with ivermectin and a variety of just simple drugs, simple treatments. We have, we had a, we have a health doctor, Dr. Mingla Fong Lu, the doctor of death. She actually says in her YouTube talks, we don't have anything to treat COVID unless it gets really bad. So just go home. Supplements don't work and no other treatments are available. Hydroxychloroquine, no. Ivermectin, no. Just wait till you get really bad and go to the hospital. That people killed people. I'm telling you people, that prescription killed people. She she killed people just like she if she took a gun and just shot them in the side of the head. She sent them to their death. Putting people on a ventilator killed them about 30 to 40 percent of the time. Putting people on remdesivir, which had already been proven 50 percent, it would kill 50 percent of the people that, was, that were put on it that had Ebola in Africa. There's all kinds of studies about this. Fauci knew. And he chose remdesivir to tell the hospitals to use remdesivir. Do you think they used their best judgment at the hospitals on how to treat people? They did not. They were told what to do. And you know, you know how they got them to do, the federal government, how they got the hospitals to do what they wanted them to do? They paid them. They paid them off. They said, we will pay you for every time you stick something up a person's nose for COVID. We will pay you for every positive COVID test. We will pay you for everybody you admit to the hospital for COVID. We'll pay you for every time you put somebody on remdesivir. We'll pay you for every time uh, you put something somebody on a ventilator. We'll pay you for every death that you can claim that is because of COVID. And that added up in most cases to about $100,000 per hospital. There was a bounty on ill people's heads. It's called hospital homicide or mandate murder. That's exactly what's going on. We need new, we need new political leaders. We need new elected officials. Courtney, uh, Courtney Ortega is uh, an icon of the new breed that should take over for our two counties that are going to have a fresh look at things and are going to stand up for righteousness. And that includes the constitution. So, uh, 
You can uh, go on her website. She's got a nice website. It's called Elect, Elect Courtney, C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y, Ortega.com. Elect Courtney Ortega. You can give on that website. You can read about her vision. Uh, it doesn't talk about seeing how rich she can become or how powerful she can become or how she wants people to stand and honor her when she comes into a room, all that nonsense. She's talking about serving the public. Um uh, and so you can check that out. I don't have, uh, I'll give you Eric Malo's website if I can find it. Eric also will be a, a great candidate. So, uh, okay, we're going to move on here and uh, get into some some of the action here. Uh, June 7th, please put it on your calendar. Let's get people registered to vote. I've been talking, trying to get people registered to vote and get a table going out at Glad Tidings. We always register people out there in... Uh, Right in, right in the church service, we just register people to vote. And people, oh, I can't believe, you know, you're mixing religion with politics. Yeah, Jesus did it all the time. You ever you ever notice that? He said to, for people to be salt and light. Sometimes I want you to think about our society and say, if, if you were to be salt and light, in, your, in other words, salt was a preservative of the time, right? It was actually worth so much that they, you could get paid in salt instead of cash instead of shekels you could get salt and people thought oh that's great i'm getting salt i'm getting paid in salt it's so valuable and uh, light was a thing that was hard to get they didn't have electricity so to be light in a situation would be like if uh, it was dark out and you happen to have a lamp available right and so jesus said if you weren't salt and light then uh you were kind of you you were not any good for anything. And uh, he talked about a person losing their saltiness or their savor. And it says once salt has lost that salty flavor, that super salty, good flavor, then it's no good. It's, it's of no use anymore. And the only, the last use is just to throw it out on the pathway to kill weeds and just be trodden, be trodden under your feet. It's kind of like they do right now. You know, they spread salt to uh, break down the frozen roads. And then we drive on it, right? So uh, so we need some salty. We need people that are salt and light. And I, I mention this all the time. I know we have an event coming up for the uh, Yuba County Republican Central Committee. But I want to just encourage you to join their group uh, and they meet on the third Tuesday of every month at the Hallwood Community Church. And uh, I'll give you that address as soon as I can scroll down here really quick. It's at 2825 Highway 20, Marysville. It, the meetings start at 630, kind of a social time. And then 7, the meeting, the meet of the meeting starts. Um, but even if you don't want to be on the, the committee, be a, be a voting committee member or a board member, you could be a part of the organization and help conservative people get elected and help conservative issues get supported, get enough votes. So uh, third Tuesday of each month, Hallwood Church, it's 2825 Highway 20, right across from Cordero Elementary School. Very easy. It's about six minutes uh, east on Highway 20, very easy to get to, not a lot of stoplights or anything, just zoom right out there, and um, 
They started up about a year ago with all new people and have really turned that thing around. You can call them at 530-777-5021. You could uh, reach out to them. at you, you can check their website out at yubacountyrcc.org, yubacountyrcc.org. Or if you want to send them a donation, you can send it to P.O. Box 784 Marysville, California, 95901. This ends our third uh, segment and the first half of the show. We'll be right in, back in just a minute. Well, it's knowing that your door is always open and your path is free to walk. person that thinks the way they are told to think. If you don't think the way I think, well, I'll let you know. Is she leaving her house? We're supposed to stay in our home. She wants people to die. Get back in your house, Cynthia! Get back in your house! It's important that we all think the same about everything. You be wearing a mask. You, you need to put a mask on. I know we're outside, but put, put, put it on! The people who tell us what to think are, are, are good people, and we should think and do as they say. Yes, I just got my fourth shot. Yeah, and people that don't get their fourth shot, well, <laughs> they want this thing to last forever. Well, that's what the evening news says, so. Individual thought is a threat. It's a real threat to the group, so. Hi, Cynthia. Yeah, I, I noticed you didn't change your profile picture. Yeah, everyone is changing their profile picture. Yeah, you know, to show their support. So, yeah, you need to change your profile picture, okay? You need to do it. You better do it, okay? Okay. And people that don't think like the group, well, I hate to say it, but they're traitors. Straight up traitors. Are you down here secretly watching Tucker Carlson? Shut this guy up! And people that don't see it the way the group sees it are probably traitors too. You might even know some. Are you actually complaining about gas prices right now? Are you a Putin puppet? Huh? You a Putin puppet? You're a fan of Putin? Are you a Russian spy? Are you a... I can't believe this. I can't believe that I, I married a Russian spy. So don't you be a traitor, okay? Think as you're told to think. For years now, Russia has made verifiable claims that the U.S. is running secret biological weapons labs around their borders. And while Western media now claims this to be misinformation, back in 2013, they reported on it. While the United States and Murder Incorporated have been waging illegal wars all across the world in the name of democracy, Russia has been quietly selling energy and minding their own business. And according to National Geographic, this was the reason why the Pentagon was building these bioweapons labs in the first place, because Russia was entirely quiet on the subject and the U.S. wanted to get ahead of them. The initial biolab in Kazakhstan was built by the U.S. for $100 million to store high-risk diseases such as plague and anthrax. 
and was hoping to attract scientists who might otherwise create biological weapons of mass destruction for someone else in order to keep the world safe. The U.S. has since built several labs in Kazakhstan. Most recently, a biosafety level four lab to be completed in early 2022. As early as 2004, the Pentagon's Defense Threat Reduction Agency, DTRA, began creating a network of biolabs for infectious diseases in Uzbekistan. And within a few years after operations began, outbreaks of unknown diseases were reported in the same areas as the labs. In Georgia, leaked documents show that the U.S. Embassy has been transporting deadly pathogens and human blood as diplomatic cargo in a scheme where private U.S. contractors working for three different U.S. biolabs have been given diplomatic immunity to do so. Shortly after Russia invaded Ukraine, At War Clandestine released a video with maps of U.S. biolabs matching up with maps of the recent attack, suggesting that Russia was securing these top-secret biolabs. Western media claims this is false, but fails to debunk it. And once the video goes viral, the U.S. Embassy in Ukraine is caught deleting evidence of these labs from their website but not before an independent journalist was able to copy documents showing 11 Ukrainian biolabs funded by the Pentagon. The Russian embassy to Bosnia has accused the U.S. of filling Ukraine with biolabs, which were very possibly used to study methods for destroying the Russian people at the genetic level. And we now know that these so-called mRNA vaccines are destroying people at the genetic level. We now officially know that COVID-19 is a man-made bioweapon. We know that it was funded by elements of the NIH and Peter Daszak's EcoHealth Alliance. We know that it was made in Wuhan, China. And so what isn't threatening about the U.S. encircling Russia with top secret biolabs? And who on earth thinks it's a coincidence that everyone involved in the United Nations Great Reset are now the Ukraine's greatest allies of all time? The mercenaries and war profiteers in America are getting excited about making short-term profits off the dead. But the only ones who will benefit from this war are the crooks at the top who have been caught committing the most heinous crime against humanity in all of recorded history. And the only righteous way out of this is to hold these crooks accountable. Last summer I drove cross country with a friend of mine. We split the drive and we switched every half mile. <laughs> The whole way across, we only had one cassette tape to listen to. I can't remember what it was. We were in Salina, Utah, when we were arrested for not going through a green light. We pleaded maybe. I asked the judge if he knew what time it is, and he told me, and I said no further questions. Okay, here we go. Uh, I want to men mention a couple people that uh, help us stay on the air or on the net or wherever we are. 
whether it's the radio or the recording, uh, the podcast, whichever one we're doing, they're helping us stay there. And one of those folks is All Power Services, and that's uh, Will Fanning and Josh James. And anything that's got power to it and got a motor on it, uh, they will fix for you instead of leaving it broken in your garage and think, oh, I'm just going to throw that away and get a new one. Why don't you let them look at it or call them or email them said, can you fix this? And you can reach them at 530-844-0347. So they are located in Yuba City, California. They're just south of town at 1469 Stewart Road. Their email will remind you it's allpower1469 at gmail.com. And they also do custom welding, fabrication. Uh, They've done a lot of things for me, just projects I'm working on. We're working on the E Street, this 100-year-old building there. They're going to do some welding on the stairways. They're just tired and broken. They're going to weld them back together, and they've helped me at the uh, work on the upgrading the skate park out at Church of Glad Tidings. Uh, we've just they've repaired our water blaster. We had a what do they call it? A what pressure washer? They repaired that. It wasn't it just didn't have the power anymore. They fixed it so it had the power again. So give them a shot. They say power tools, power sports, service repair, custom welding, fabrication. That's them. They do it all. They got huge huge projects there, and then tiny projects. Sometimes these tree cutting operations, tree trimming operations, bring in 20, 30 chainsaws fixed. Boom. Just bring them all in, fix them up, send them back. Uh, another one is uh, Nellie Garcia, who runs North Valley Paralegal. She, she's working night and day. We always compete to see who's staying up the latest. And uh, she called me late one night, and she said, Lou, something else, somebody's going on. Some, you know, First of all, two weeks ago, somebody was stealing from the American Amerigas. They're a propane company just coming and stealing their tanks, those little tanks and uh, canisters. And so now uh, she thought something weird was going on. People around their, their building, she was working late at night, and all of a sudden all the power went off. And lo and behold, she calls PG&E, hey, the power was off. So the PG&E people come over and because uh, it wasn't off anywhere else, just her building, which is a number of businesses together, but she was working late. And uh, lo and behold, as the story goes, the PG&E guy goes out to look at the uh, – the entrance to the building where the power comes in and all six of the meters, you know, your meter where they read them, uh, where it keeps record of how much power you're using. All the meters had been removed. And I thought, I never had anybody. I've never thought of that stealing a meter before, but the PG and E guy, Pacific gas and electric said that people steal the meter. And because it's a smart meter and that meter is actually attached to you somehow. So if I took Nellie's meter and put it on my house, it would still register as if the meter was benefiting Nellie. You see what I'm saying? So uh, so all six of those meters were stolen. So she, she doesn't know where she's been at, uh, targeted. So I was talking to uh, another one of our sponsors, Elite Universal Security, about it. And he was fascinated about the whole thing as well. But Nellie called me the other night. She was working night and day over there. And sometimes she works on some gnarly cases where not everybody's happy with her. In other words, she takes somebody that's being abused and has to has to file a, an action for them. And the other party's not happy. So, But if you want somebody to represent your case well and do a good job on it, that's North Valley Paralegal. 
That's Nellie, the lady that got all her electricity stopped, and she PG&E came right over and put on a new meter in the middle of the night. Kept her going. 751 Sutter Street is where she's hanging out at every day, and you can reach her at 530-751-9289. The other guys, I just saw a brand-new truck. I was thinking, man, those thrifty router guys, some of them got brand-new vehicles. Uh, uh, so uh, anyway, so I'm going down the road the other day, and they, uh, if you go to their website, thriftyrooter.net, you can find out all the good things that they do to keep you in business in your house or your septic system or whatever you got. If something goes seeming funky or it's not functioning right or something's wrong, that's the last thing you want to have a problem with. But it's easily fixed when you call Thrifty Rooter, and you can call them from their website, thriftyrooter.net. You can type in just what you want and send it over, or you can dial them up old school because they got these dispatchers over there sitting and waiting for your call to solve your problem at 530-673-8201. Every time when I talk to Bill, who he runs that with his wife, Carla, I said, how's it going over there? So we're busy. I said, well, that's a good sign right there. Busy, busy, busy. So uh, anyway, that's a few of them. So let me get back to business here, and, and we'll uh, we'll cover some of the others later. I got a check in the mail today. Uh, very honored. A guy that I've known for many years ago. We passed we passed in a short period of time when we were youngsters uh, running Morningstar Ministries up in the Smartville, and somehow he stumbled across this uh, this podcast we do, and so he sent me a check today, and I just want to give a shout-out to him. I know he doesn't want me to say his name on the air, but uh, he's from Arizona, the Tucson, Arizona area, and I just want to thank you. Uh, thank him. Thank uh, all you out there that help us, and, and thank him for his very, very generous gift today. It made a huge difference, makes a huge difference for us uh, just to cover the monthly cost. So, uh, I wanted to uh, remind you also, uh, I, I'm not sure, go to, if you, if you want to get involved in the CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org, that's the Education Freedom Act where you can get $14,000 per child to spend at the school of your choice. We got to get that on the ballot. So it, it may be almost over, but go to CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org. You can download a petition, sign it, send it in. We needed a million good signatures to get it on the ballot. And um, this is an amazing, and it would be a great thing to get passed to get kids out of the normal school system and into the school of their choice. The schools have collapsed in California. Uh, it's embarrassing that we're actually paying people to be teachers and administrators when they're I'm going to give you some t statistics in a couple minutes about this but it's it's horrific and I think uh, something like the most conservative term the smallest uh, guesstimate is there's 160,000 California children that withdrew from the public schools last year uh, and they see they say that's a conservative estimate that they just lo lose track of a lot of kids, but they know that at least 160,000 said we ain't going to do this no mo. So uh, that's that. All right. Um, so go to that CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org, please. Just do that. Do something. Um, all right. The other thing I want to mention. Uh, there's a 
freedomco.net that stands for Freedom Coalition Network. You might wonder, I I need I want to do something. I want to I want to learn more. I want to look for some alternative news sources. And you can get those at uh, freedomco.net. That's a that's a website. Uh, it stands for Freedom Coalition Network. And if you'd like to sit in on one of those meetings, there's a monthly meeting. It's the first Friday night of each month. And um, I encourage you to come to it. It's in Yuba City. It's at the Church of Glad Tidings. That's where it's held. And there's there's representatives come from about 10 different counties in Northern California. And it's a, it's an activist meeting. It's not a meeting where you just have a speaker that just speaks and it's a talking head, but it's actually people report out on what's going on in El Dorado County, Placer County, Nevada County, Glenn County, Butte County, Sutter County, Yuba County, uh, they Sacramento County, they come in from all over and they, they are, they are, it's not just like they're coming to be entertained. They're coming to tell what their work is like and, and where they're operating out of. So, um, uh, I want to open, please go to the website. If you want to know if, how to get a hold of your local legislature, uh, legislators, uh, like your your city council, your for several counties, they have them listed for the city councils, as well as for the uh, uh, board of supervisors. I'm kind of hesitating because I'm trying to do something else here and look something up for you. On April second, I want to also mention that there the there is the. Uh, I'm just going to quickly try to bring this up and uh, give it to you straight and not goof it up. Uh, okay, here it goes, coming up now. Okay, so I want to, uh, this is a very uh, advantageous day, a very great day of education that, that's uh, not often got. I, in fact, I was listening to a, uh, a legal scholar from Texas. We were on a Zoom call earlier today, and he was commenting about he, he thought he used to actually be a professor of the Constitution and he said that Chris Ann Hall's uh, teaching on the Constitution was far superior to his. Chris Ann Hall's going to be in town uh, on April 2nd, along with Sheriff Richard Mack, who has the distinction of being the only guy that took President Clinton and his uh, administration to the Supreme Court and won in the Supreme Court and still lives to tell about it. He didn't get killed afterwards. He was a sheriff at that time. He's now retired. He started the Constitutional Sheriff's Association in the United States of America, teaching sheriffs what their constitutional powers and duties and rights are. Chris Ann Hall specializes in teaching almost every day of the year. She's, she's a, amazing. She's teaching. You'll see if you plug into her Facebook site, it shows her teaching all over uh, groups of law enforcement officials, probation officers, police officers, sheriffs, uh, sheriff's deputies. And so they're coming to do a, a one whole day on uh, Saturday, April 2nd. Uh, it's for sheriff's deputies, police officers, all law enforcement, probation, elected representatives, and citizens who want to understand the Constitution and responsibilities of the oath of office. It's $49 for one full day. There's a private CSPOA breakout session for peace officers only. There'll probably be other air, other things for the other folks to do. Um, they're not going to just have people 
be on pause. But uh, there's also a lunch that's included for $49. In other words, a lunch is a part of the deal. Uh, it's at uh, Church of Glad Tidings, 1179 Eager Road in Sutter County, just north of Yuba City. It, the registration begins 7.30. Event starts at 8.30. There's going to be coffee. There's probably going to be some refreshments. In addition to that, some snacks in the morning. And again, I mentioned lunch is included. It ends at 4 o'clock. If I had any kids um, that were either like junior high, high school, college, definitely, they're never going to get this kind of teaching in, in our public schools today. Chris Ann Hall is a delight. I've heard her many times. Uh, she comes out here uh, once or twice a year, and we corner her somehow here or down in Sacramento or somewhere, she and her husband, J.C., but uh, she's going to be speaking along with Richard Mack. It should be a great day. So please bring your children. Uh, it's a Saturday, so they're not going to be in school. You can go on. Uh, I'm going to give you a website to go on to sign up. Uh, it's called GorillaLearningInstitute.org. Gorilla is the animal, the gorilla, G-O-R-I-L-L-A, GorillaLearningInstitute.org. And you can sign up there and register. That'll give them a chance to, to know how many seats because we have different size halls at Glad Tidings. So uh, we want to have the hall, uh, the appropriate size hall. We also want to make the appropriate number of lunches and, uh, and snacks and coffee and all those kind of things. So sign up ahead. If you walked on that day, if you decided at the last minute to come, I would come and I think it'll be fine. They'll probably make some extra lunches. So, uh, but if you as many as is possible sign up ahead that will really help them to prepare gorillalearninginstitute.org so the the reason i spend so much time on these events is we want uh this podcast and my radio show are really i'm trying to multiply myself and i besides doing this talk 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 all the time <laughs> one day a week uh i'm working i'm working at stuff i'm writing articles uh, I'm organizing, I'm helping, I'm doing billboards, I'm doing lots of things. We're doing a pro-life billboard campaign uh, coming up here at the end of, end of March, excuse me, at the end of April. Uh, we're doing a variety of things, and uh, I want you to do the same. Uh, you're not going to do probably the same things I'm doing, but you're gifted, and you can do something. You could uh, help people get, get to vote, go to vote. You can give them a ride. You can help them fig figure out how to get registered. You can get people. You can do a registration booth. You can get involved in an action committee in your local area. Some of the people in our area are going to, they're signing up for uh, being poll workers to make sure that the poll, the election goes forth uh, with honor and integrity. So there's a lot of places you can serve. There's actually uh, a lot of planning. There's a lot of commissions in your county and city that aren't even elected. They just, you can get a, appointed to them and they're looking for people to go on these commissions. And we need good Christian people, good conservative people, honorable people, uh, honest people, people of integrity, people that aren't trying to, you know, get their hand in the pot just to go serve. We're trying to get people to do that. So please sign up. we got a number of candidates. Uh, my friend Paul Tice, I just heard, uh, I've known Paul for 40 years. He and his wife, Mary, they're, 
Uh, they've both been teachers. Paul is is still doing a little bit of teaching, but he's going to run for the uh, school board uh, at Yubicini Unified School District. And I don't even I think that that election actually happens in November. But um, anyway, Paul Tice is another one. I'll continue m- mentioning them as I uh, as they come to mind. So there was a discussion about, I'll make this quick because we're running out of time here. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, I, I should. I skipped something I should have got in here earlier. Um, we had a situation where the Attorney General of the United States was uh, criticized uh, for, that was uh, Merrick Garland, who at one time was up to be appointed to the Supreme Court. Thank God he didn't get it. He's a liar. He's just a complete snake. I don't know why all these guys look like mouses, him and Fauci, but they're a complete snake. He, uh, that's when the whole considering parents as domestic terrorists at school board meetings because they were upset with their kids being taught pornography and being taught uh, that they might be of another gender, uh, being showed how to have all kinds of heter- heterosexual and homosexual sex. And uh, people were complaining about that. People were complaining about critical race theory. And because people were complaining, they were labeling them domestic terrorists. And so uh, now uh, Sen- Department of Homeland Security Secretary uh, Mayorkas uh is now uh, coming up with a new, you know, again, this isn't the Department of Justice doing this with Merrick Garland. This is this is the guy that's supposed to be concerned about terrorists crossing the border, but they're just letting everybody in at the border, across the southern border. So now Mayorkas is working on, uh, on identifying our new uh, definition of extremism. So the new guidelines on extremist behavior include those who question the fraud in the 2020 election now this is the guy that's supposed to protect our borders but he's going to attack people who question the fraud of the 2020 election and also anyone who questioned the regime's talking points on covid in other words if we say you're a liar you're a fraud this is a covid con there that's terrorism now and its treatments including some mandates so the mass mandate the six feet socialist distancing mandate, the no schools mandate, on and on and on and on. So a March 2021 unclassified threat assessment prepared by the Office of the Director of National Intelligence called ODNI, uh, that's part of the Department of Justice, and DHS noted that domestic violent extremists who are motivated by a range of ideologies and galvanized by recent political and societal events in the United States pose an elevated threat to Homeland Security. That would be churches. The assessment pointed to never to newer sociopolitical developments, such as narratives of fraud in the recent election and the emboldening impact of the violent breach of the Capitol Totally, this is totally constructed by our own government and then turning around and blaming it on the people. This article says over half the U.S. population question the results of the 2020 presidential election, no matter whether they were Democrat or whatever they were, conservative. We're, gonna, we're in, into our, uh, we're moving into our fifth segment. We're going to take a short break and be right back. 
week, let's remind ourselves of what's good, right, and true. I'm Randy Thomason with your SaveCalifornia.com Minute. There are only two sexes, male and female. You're male if you've inherited a Y chromosome from your biological father. If not, you're female. Marriage is only for one man and one woman. Without a man and a woman, you just don't have marriage, which is about oneness, not sameness. Children do best with a married father and mother all under the same roof. A father and a mother both give very special but different things to their children. Be scientific and be bold. Stand up for Creator God's design of the two sexes. And stop saying the word gender, which stands for Subjective Unlimited Sexual Lies. SaveCalifornia.com, championing your values in California. What do you make of global warming? I think it's a classic example of the need for crusades. Now, people, many people are shocked by these emails. I'm not at all shocked by them. I read, I read the original UN study years ago, and I was just curious as to how they were going to deal with the question that the uh, temperatures went up first, and then there was the increase in carbon, carbon dioxide. Right. Because you can't say that A causes B uh, uh, if B happened first. And so I read this, and I could see they were, they were tiptoeing through the tulips and the way they phrased things and so forth. They, they couldn't confront that. And, and now we're finding out uh, that they, they knew darn well they couldn't deal with all the evidence. So it fits the pattern of a group of intellectuals, science, climate scientists, mm -hmm. who are, have a very narrow competency, suddenly proclaiming that there's a crisis, mm -hmm. scaring the rest of us, thereby creating a demand for their services, yes. not as... Science, climate scientists alone, mm -hmm. but as a kind of high priestly caste that can tell us all how to live and save the entire yes. planet, and in the meantime, generate billions of dollars worth of government programs to fund their research initiatives. And so, so are you? It's a racket. Yes. All right. But but again, you have to t take account of the ability of human beings to rationalize. Uh, I'm sure there are scientists out there uh, who, who, who believe some or much of what they're saying, and there are other scientists who believe the opposite. But, they, but the ones who are pushing global warming are doing their damnedest to make sure that those who believe the opposite don't get heard in the public. So wouldn't there, shouldn't there be a, some large-ish body of climate scientists who say the data really does suggest that we're headed into trouble here, but precisely because my saying so as a climate scientist will look like special pleading. I, we as a community of scientists should be even more careful about being completely transparent, pushing the data out to the public. They should overcome the hurdle that it looks like self-pleading. Why, why, why isn't that taking place? There's no payoff to that. All right. Uh, imagine yourself as an assistant professor in some department where, the, uh, where your senior colleagues who are going to vote on your pay, among other things, uh, have millions of dollars in grants handed out to promote global warming. And you say just what, what you just now said. And they all say, this guy is incorrigible. Global warming is the latest in a long, almost never-ending series of crusades. I've forgotten how many millions of dollars he's made out of this. The first, the first column I ever wrote more than 30 years ago was titled The Prophets of Doom, P-R-O-F-I-T-S, of Doom. And so the same, it's the same phenomenon uh, today. I mean, there is, there is money in this stuff. You have to pretend to be certain because otherwise you'll get no support for what you're doing. 
I mean, you go around saying, well, I, I think there'll be global warming. Well, that, that, there's no money in that. <laughs> I mean, there's no votes in that. I mean, what, what you know, I just talked to God and he told me that it's going to be global warming. Now, let's set up a multi-billion dollar program to stop it. So many places where they've had record low temperatures. They had snow in Houston, the earliest they've ever had. Uh, the, 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 last, the last last record for something like this was like five inches. They got 20 inches. I mean, every, and what used to amuse me a lot in recent years is when they ask, uh, schedule a global warming conference and they have to cancel it because of the cold. You know, I mean, it's just, but it, it just doesn't make a dent. Imagine if you're an assistant professor uh, in meteorology or climatology, uh, and uh, you, you, you think that global warming is a crock, and, and the full professors who are going to vote on your tenure and whatnot uh, are getting millions of dollars in grants. I mean, how eager are you going to be to burst into print and saying it's all nonsense? She never mentions the word addiction. In certain company Yes, she tell you she's an orphan After you meet her family All right, so this is our fifth and sixth segments tonight, and um, I forgot to play a clip in the last segment, so I'm going to roll it over here. But I uh, just want to give a shout-out to a couple other sponsors before we get going here. And... Uh, and that is um, Dave Greenitz Construction, or Greenitz Construction as it goes sometimes. And he just had a, a, somebody, uh, one of the listeners sent to me a photo of a friend's bathroom that, that uh, she put up some photos of it that just got done by Greenitz Construction. And it was just amazing. It was just like shockingly cool and you know, classy and amazing, and people were like, shout, give them shout outs, telling this person how wonderful they thought their bathroom was, and and all that kind of stuff. And uh, so, uh, if you wanted the best of the best, you go to Greenest Construction around here. I mean, there's just there's not competition, and so that's green. The word, the uh, color green with etz on the end. Greenestconstruction.com or Dave Greenitz construction facebook page and on those the reason i tell you to go there instead of just talk 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 about all the elements about him is you're going to see his work because at the end of the day even if you didn't like the guy so much and he you had to tolerate him but he did you the super duper job and it was just a mind-blowing tile job paint job lighting job everything was square and 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 uh level everything was perfect right well, if it's a kitchen or bath and you loved it, you'd get over a gnarly personality. But this guy's got a great personality. And the cool thing is he actually responds and gets the job done. And he calls you. When you call over there, you'll probably get him on the phone. And so, you, you know, have your powder dry when you're ready to talk to him. So uh, you can call him up. Or if you leave a message, he says, I get back to people right away. And he does get people uh, called back right away. So, or you could text him, uh, you could, you could send him a message off those sites. I'm telling you about after you look at some of the before and after stuff, and you could probably get on the Facebook page and like it and follow it. And he'll be sending you his newest completions. 
So you could dial him up old school or text him at 530-682-9602. 530-682-9602. Without waiting any longer, I want to play you a clip that calls uh, Trust the Plan. Trust the Plan. And uh, this this gives an overview and a behind-the-scenes perspective on what's going on in our world and particularly in American society as opposed to just getting caught up with masks or no masks or COVID, who did it, how'd they do it. This gives the whole perspective. So I'll be back here in a, in a number of minutes, and I think you'll like this. Have you ever wondered why we go to war or why you never seem to be able to get out of debt, why there is poverty, division, and crime? What if I told you there was a reason for it all? What if I told you it was done on purpose? What if I told you that those who were corrupting the world, poisoning our food, and igniting conflict were themselves about to be permanently eradicated from the earth? You might think that an idealistic fantasy. Well, let me tell you a story. We acknowledge there are criminals, of course. They rob your house, they steal your phone. They can murder you too if they think they can get away with it. We have all experienced criminals in one way or another. Criminals as we know are those who choose personal gain over the rights of others and have no regard for the law. But here is where you need to expand your thinking. Criminals can also succeed in business and politics and can be elected as our leaders. If a criminal became the president, imagine what they could achieve. They could use the full weight of their executive power to commit much larger crimes and ensure they and their friends were enriched to the fullest extent possible. A criminal president could create alliances with other criminal presidents and then collaborate on more global criminal activities. Anything goes. Drug running, human trafficking, whatever makes the big bucks. The 20th century was turbulent with war, economic disaster, famines and displacement. We have always accepted these things as just human nature, and simply the way the world works. Something inevitable, and due to the weaknesses of human nature that drive us to these actions. This is where we were all tragically wrong. You are not a criminal. I'm not a criminal. So how can we just assume that it is human nature that is driving all this pain and misery? What if it wasn't human nature at all, and as a result of something more deliberate? We were taught that capitalism was the cause of a massive rich-poor divide and the reason for poverty, which in turn is the reason for war, crime, and starvation. Others were taught that communism, the system of equal wealth across all people, was really to blame for the mess. But you see, folks, it is none of these things. It is not our nature to fight and be racist. It is not in our nature to rob from others. What you must learn is that it was the criminals all along. Yes, they got power. More power than a criminal should ever have. They rose to the top of media companies that control our news and entertainment. They ascended to the top of the banking system, also to the Oval Office, to Brussels, to the Vatican, to the Crown. They crept in quietly. They became leaders of agricultural companies who have control over our food supply. Also big pharmaceutical companies, the ones we trust to help us when we're sick. Nobody stopped them, and they just recruited more criminals to help them. First, they accumulated the world's wealth. 
They invented a system of money called central banking, which lends money to governments with interest, placing countries into eternal debt. People's wealth got less. Their wealth got more. Much more. When a criminal is already as rich as they can get, then protecting their ill-gotten gains becomes the priority. Angry citizens tired of being poor are a major obstacle and can revolt if they suffer enough. The criminals needed to prevent this. So they diverted attention to the last remaining competitor, the people of the world. You and me. We were not happy being ruled by criminals and having to work three jobs just to survive. They know we won't accept it. So they used their control of the media to set black against white, woman against man, young against old, Muslim against Christian. They convinced us we were the problem so that we would fight and destroy ourselves. To get it done faster, they attacked all aspects of humanity that make us strong. Like family, using their influence over culture, they popularized lifestyle choices that led to a surge in broken homes, lost youth, and substance abuse. I could talk all day about how else they deliberately weakened us and it would turn your stomach. We were just trying to get on with living. So where are all the good guys? Good people just want to get married, have kids, make a living, and enjoy their liberty. Well, there were good guys. Many. One became the President of the United States in January 1961. He knew about these criminals and wanted them gone. He knew their intentions for us all and he wanted to fight them. Sadly, he had no idea how powerful they had become. Reagan also had good intentions for the American people. He knew this criminal mafia controlled almost everything by the stage, including the powerful rogue intelligence agencies. His economic policies were promising, but the criminals needed a weak America to hold on to their power. Reagan was shown with a bullet that a growing U.S. economy and prosperous citizens were not what the criminals wanted. It was looking pretty grim for good people. Every time someone wanted to stand up and do the right thing, they got stopped. Were we ever to be freed? These criminals are also known as the Deep State, or Cabal, because of how they control things behind the scenes. Every president after Reagan was one of these Deep State criminals, and their empire got even stronger. With each bad president came new depths America and the world would sink. The world collapsed into darkness. Do you need me to tell you how? Destroyed factories, declining job numbers, sicker people, opioids, destruction of Iraq, Syria, and Yemen with pointless war, displacement of people into Europe, ISIS, terrorism, collapsed governments, poverty, and genocide. Total misery. Do you think that was inevitable? Hell no. Well, here is where things start to take a new turn. When the full picture comes to be known, it will forever be regarded as the greatest story ever told. Well, here is the top line. Some good people still held positions of power. They valued humanity and the rule of law. While the criminals discussed their game plan at the annual Bilderberg meetings, the good guys were making plans of their own. The information age was coming to change history forever. As the internet flooded into every home and appliances became smarter, and when people started carrying tracking devices, an opportunity to put an end to criminal control over the world was emerging. We became connected, trackable, and surveilled. But so did they. They became dependent, just like we did, on email, 
SMS, instant communication. It made crime much easier, but it also put them on a grid that, if accessed by the right people, would expose their crimes to the public and end their iron grip on us once and for all. In this new age of information, it was thought that the military should also have its own intelligence agency to focus on cybercrime and espionage. They called this the NSA, the National Security Agency. Here we had every phone call, email, and text from every device stored and archived. Whether it be someone making a doctor's appointment or the deep state setting up a massive heroin purchase from the Taliban. In the right hands, it will be enough information to expose the entire sinister criminal plot to rob us blind and wipe us out. Hold that thought. Now I need to explain the plan. The good guys were devising a plan to reclaim the world from the cabal and return it to the people. It would involve alliances with multiple countries, since the criminals had global rat lines, trade and other infrastructure in place that would need their cooperation. It came down to two choices for America. Launch a military coup to seize the government from whichever cabal puppet was in the White House at the time. Or win legitimately, take control of the NSA, expose the criminals for what they are, and arrest them all. Obviously, the first option would be very troubling for the public. With people still preoccupied with cabal-engineered social issues, they would likely revolt and hurt themselves and others. No, it would have to be the latter. So they needed a candidate who could win, and who could win big. Many states like California had been so heavily inundated by criminals that even the voting machines were electronically set up to swing votes any which way. It would need to be a very decisive victory. Good patriots in the U.S. military and their global partners asked Trump to run for president so they could take back control of America legitimately without alarming the public. Trump was a good choice, obviously, because he overcame the vote of fraud and won. But he was a patriot, and he was loved and admired by the public. He was not interested in joining the cabal, because they hated America, and he did not agree with them on that point. As soon as he showed interest in taking power, they activated their media assets to viciously turn on him. That's when we saw the sudden hatred emerge. Even when he won, the cabal still had no idea what he was a part of, and the sophisticated plan that was about to unfold against them. Shocked at their loss, they mobilized their full arsenal of intelligence, media, money, and technology to try and take back power. There were people at the top of the DOJ and FBI then put together a plan to frame Trump and have him impeached. This is where we come back to the NSA again. All messages were stored and could be used to expose this plot and prevent Trump's overthrow. An entire book will be written about the first two years of Trump's presidency. False flag terror attacks, down planes, missile alerts, assassination attempts. Here is the point. The world is currently experiencing a dramatic covert war of biblical proportions. Literally the fight for Earth between the forces of good and evil. I can't put it in simpler terms, but I can say it appears the good guys are winning. The Cabal had complete control over North Korea. They hijacked the Kim Dynasty, took them hostage, and worked to build up a nuclear arsenal to threaten the world. Kim Jong-un suddenly embracing peace was simply because the deep state were beaten and driven out. ISIS was also destroyed in the year following Trump's win. We are all starting to see the pattern now that enough time has passed, that our biggest global concerns are starting to recede, and peace is returning. It is all evidence that the good guys are winning the war. But we are still in the middle. 
While the lot is improving, it still puzzles many that most of these known criminals are still free, especially the higher-ups like Hillary Clinton, the Bushes, and Obama. That is coming in the next chapter of the story. That's why we have Q. The good guys with control over the NSA began the Q intelligence dissemination program to invoke an online grassroots movement that came to be called The Great Awakening. It started on underground internet channels and then moved to the mainstream. Q has been a fun distraction for those who follow world events and desire truth, but it is about to begin a much more important and necessary phase, keeping the public informed when the deep state war breaks out onto the surface. By this, I mean high-profile arrests. Yes, folks, the criminals I'm referring to are famous politicians, actors, singers, CEOs, and celebrities. People who have earned our trust, respect, and admiration. They have done very bad things that are all fully known and documented, and they will be severely punished. Those of us who have followed Q since the beginning will be here to help you make sense of the coming events. We are among the first to realize that our petty partisan divisions are just trivial distractions, and we are all enslaved by a hidden enemy. We realized that the problem was never capitalism or socialism, Democrat or Republican, black or white, Muslim or Christian. We know it was just very powerful criminals who had too much power. Fellow slaves, it's time to buckle your seatbelt, recognize your true enemy, and embrace a new future that we all owe to the brave patriots who risk their lives to achieve this victory against the greatest force of evil the world has ever known. May God bless America. All right, I hope you enjoyed that. <clears throat> we have about three and a half more minutes to go, so I wanted to just uh, get into some education here for a minute. Uh, our schools are stumbling badly, uh, still trying to decide whether they're going to continue to wear masks for the rest of their, their lives. Um, <clears throat> in California, I can speak more clearly about California schools. They're the, some of the worst in the nation. In the 1960s, they were the best in the nation. Uh, I benefited from those schools. I know what they were like. They were challenging. They were disciplined. They were... Uh, they prepared you well for life, and today it's it's a disgusting, it's more like child care. It says here, even before the pandemic, 82% of low-income California, this is really, really ticks me off, low-income kids, California 8th graders, failed to perform proficiently on the 2019 National Assessment for Educational Progress reading exam. In other words, they could not read 82% could not read appropriately. That is like the, the if your kid could not put the spoon in his mouth and feed himself and you were feeding the kid uh, at eighth grade, what would that be like if you had to feed your child at eighth grade? Reading is the way that we all feed ourselves throughout our entire lives. Furthermore, 53% of non-low income, that means just all kids, eighth graders, also failed to score proficiently. In other words, half the kids, if you count the non-poor kids, I mean, kids that, that had a better off life, but 82% of the low, of the lowest income kids failed to perform proficiently. They, they could, they were not good readers. I always ask kids when they're, they're trying to get their lives together. I said, can you read? You know, they say, well, I haven't finished high school. I haven't done this. I said, well, can you read? Yeah, I can read. 
unsurprisingly, it says California has the nation's lowest literacy rate in the United States of America. Isn't that amazing? And the lo- so school lockdowns did not improve literacy or test scores. In other words, it just, they were looking this bad before we even shut them out of schools for two years. Some experts say California school kids' IQ dropped by 20 points as a result of the school lockdowns and distance learning. Now, th- what really makes this egregious or horrible or really funky is the fact that these kids— it was totally unnecessary to lock kids out of school. It did not improve their health, and it did not improve the teacher's health. Some nations, I believe like Norway or Sweden or both, never shut down their schools through the entire COVID thing and didn't suffer for it. Kids basically were so resistant to COVID that, in other words, COVID did not make them sick. They could It could come into their system Their immune system would deal with it, but they wouldn't even know they had it. Um, It the said a disturbing trend in public education has also been exposed by brave parents and students. And that is inappropriate sexual materials distributed to students. And in many cases in the scheduled planned curriculum, teaching kids to use gender pronouns, cartoon books, encouraging homosexuality, transgenderism, cartoons showing graphic sexual encounters between teen boys and trans students and cross-dressing among other deviant behaviors. Other parents report schools refuse to deal with problem students instead threatening parents and their kids for reporting sexual and physical th- assaults, calling them domestic terrorists. We're going to take a break and we're coming back with our last segment. This is Life Issues with Brad Mattis, president of Life Issues Institute. If you research 19th century abortion, the search would be more complete if you search the word restalism. It got its name from the nation's most notorious New York illegal abortionist, Madame Restell. She used the blood money from her deadly trade to build a mansion on Fifth Avenue where she practiced. In the end, she committed suicide there on the first day of her trial. The old mansion still stands, and ironically, it offers fine French dining. If the walls could talk, it'd be interesting what they'd say to the upscale dinner patrons. I found this interesting history in the book Motherhood Redeemed, which also confirms early feminists were very pro-life and condemned abortion. They knew whether you called it abortion or restalism, it was still killing the innocent. Follow us on Twitter at Life Issues USA and stay informed, more informed than you've ever been. There are millions now waking up to the fact that they have been used in some sort of nefarious scientific experiment, and many are suffering serious physical side effects as a result. We can clearly see in the evidence presented by Dr. Yeadon's crew at HowBadIsMyBatch.com that different batches of the same vaccine are being deployed and monitored 
on a set schedule. And studies from New Zealand and Spain have shown that there is cutting edge nanotech in the Pfizer vaccine. It is a massive human experiment. It's killing people, injuring people, and destroying people's immune, neurological, cardiovascular, and reproductive systems. People who trusted their government and people who trusted the pharmaceutical industry. Trust is a beautiful thing with someone close, but not with strangers we see on the television. And there is never a good reason to trust your government. When a bloated government's main concern is profit and war, then psychopaths with degrees will be funded to research and develop more efficient ways of killing and controlling people. This has been going on for a long, long time. In 1932, the U.S. Public Health Service began the Tuskegee syphilis experiment. Patients were lied to about being treated for syphilis and were unknowingly kept sick and made worse. During World War II, the Russians were using unsuspecting political prisoners to test lethal poisons on. The U.S. tested mustard gas on soldiers. The Japanese tested biological weapons on Chinese prisoners. And the infamous angel of death, Dr. Joseph Mengele, was performing all sorts of horrific experiments on people in the concentration camps. Researchers at Vanderbilt University gave pregnant mothers radioactive iron in what they were told were vitamin drinks. In the 1950s, Dr. William Sweet was funded by the government to inject unsuspecting patients at Massachusetts General Hospital with uranium. Immunology expert Chester Southam injected prisoners in Ohio with cancer. The University of California experimented on newborns by freezing them and injecting air into their brains. Israeli doctors killed tens of thousands of Arab children with radiation poisoning. And in Montreal, Canada, Dr. Ewan Cameron was treating hundreds of patients with the same bizarre procedure. Whether they were seeking a remedy for schizophrenia, depression, or an injured leg, Dr. Cameron treated them all by putting them into a chemical coma for up to months at a time while subjecting their bodies to electroshock. And just a few years prior to this, Dr. Cameron was invited to the Nuremberg trials for a psychiatric evaluation of Rudolf Hess. Perhaps the darkest and most prevalent experiment on humanity prior to COVID-19 is MKUltra, an endless web of inhumane projects primarily involving trauma-based mind control and the torture of children. While legacy media often shows you the lurid sex and drugs aspect of MKUltra, they don't show you the congressional testimony of victims who were kept in cages, raped, and tortured as children in part of the U.S. government's human radiation experiments. I was a subject in radiation as well as mind control and drug experiments performed by a man I knew as Dr. Green. The first significant memory took place at Kansas City University in 1966. Don Ebner took me there by plane when my mom was out of town. I was in what looked like a laboratory and there seemed to be other children. I was strapped down, naked, spread eagle, on a table, on my back. Dr. Green had electrodes on my body, including my head. He used what looked like an overhead projector and repeatedly said he was burning different images into my brain while a red light flashed aimed at my forehead. 
I felt drugged because he had given me a shot before he started the procedure. When it was over, he gave me another shot. The next thing I remember, I was with my grandparents again in Tucson, Arizona. I was four years old. The victims were given an apology by a smirking President Clinton, which is more than most victims have ever gotten. Nothing has changed. These are only a few of the many illegal human experiments that we know of, and there has never been any justice. As it stands now, Big Pharma is well protected from any liability. Governments, corporations, and strangers on TV do not deserve our trust. Their role should be to serve humanity and endure our eternal scrutiny and vigilance. So a little bit more on schools, and then I'm going to go to another topic. There's so much to talk about, but so little time to do it. You have to do some of the research on your own. You can go to the California Globe, G-L-O-B-E, uh, to get this same article I got. Uh, the title is, let's see what the title, California Schools Ignoring Unsuitable Graphic Sex Curriculum, Student Sexual Harassment. It's a March 14th article by Katie Grimes. It's very interesting. It's very detailed. Katie Grimes is a great writer, by the way. She's the editor of the California Globe. So activist, I'm going to read you a few things here. I want to just say this is a local superintendent who has no business running schools. She talks like she's a part of a communist organization. Thanks to the commitment of our MJUSD community. Listen, there was no commitment of any community. The fact is that the community was treated like slaves says we now have the tools to turn the page and begin a new chapter this is all baloney uh communist uh, rhetoric as we move out of the pandemic we're focused on continuing the mitigation strategies she had to learn how to talk to real people we're all familiar with monitoring systems using sanitizers we don't need sanitizers we don't need ventilation systems by the way if you have a school ventilation system, you need to ask your your uh, board of trustees, are you injecting any chemicals into the ventilation system to try to kill things in the air? Some of these uh, sprays, chemicals they're injecting into their new ventilation systems that were bought with COVID dollars are cancer causing. Listen, they're your kids. You want them to die of cancer before they even before you die. Most parents don't want their kids to die first. Anyway, she she lectures people, says respecting personal choice, the state, capital letters state, forget the state. She's communist. The state, this the gal's name is Fal Asrani, as superintendent of Marysville Joint Unified. The state is providing personal choice for masking in schools. Isn't it amazing? What does the state have to do with telling us whether we can have a personal choice or whether we have to have a mask? The state needs to stay the hell out of our schools. One should not make assumptions regarding someone's personal beliefs or health status. So she says, don't make any comments about any of it. We have a right to make a comment about anything we want, even if it's rude. People have freedom of speech here, Miss Asrani. They have freedom of speech to comment on stupid diapers or cotexes around people's face. They have a, a right to say that 
they think that straight life is the right life. They have a right to say, I'm pro-life, and they don't have to keep their mouth shut in school. It is not a a woke zone. It is not a uh, Jesus-free zone. It is not a religious-free zone. Uh, We have rights. Students and staff should continue to remain home when sick. Oh, really? Now you're going to actually tell us that on how to monitor our own sickness? Are you our mother now, uh, Miss Asrani? We recognize it. Anyway, just this total nonsense. This, this person is so out of contact, contact with reality. So uh, the Globe has reported on many of the school issues. For instance, activist teachers in the California Teachers Association LGBTQ plus training in the Spreckles Union School District shared how they stalked their students. I'm telling you, stalked their students, Google searches and conversation in order to recruit for the LGBTQ club. In other words, they looked at what they were looking. They looked at their computer, what they were doing searches on and then and then convinced them to join their gay club. Uh, two teachers trained other staff in how to evade parents. Evade parents. Salinas Union School District, they use critical race theory teachings uh, purposely to divide uh, uh, politically and dispense with the idea of rights because it blames all inequalities of outcome on what it what adherents say is pervasive racism in the United States. Uh Santa Barbara Unified, same creeping social justice warriors nonsense. We had one situation. A parent reported having problems with the school and an IEP child uh, who sexually assaulted the girls in the classroom. This kid was a first grader. Now you think, oh, big deal. He probably kissed the girl. No, no, no. He's grabbing the crotch on these girls. That was his specialty, right? He was feeling them up between the legs. They did nothing about it. They said, oh, it's no big deal. You need to look the other way. Let me ask you something. I, I've, I've worked with juvenile hall kids for years as a volunteer. If if a kid touched a kid in, in between the legs, that kid's going to go into incredible lockdown facilities, super-duper group homes for sexualized kids, uh Kids touching kids ain't cool. And and they and they said, don't talk about it, right? Let's bury it. And in the parents, the mom made a report to the Sacramento County Sheriff's Office about the school failing to properly act as mandatory reporters, but says she's not sure if that's going in. She also made her complaint to CPS, which is what the school should have done as mandatory report. Listen to me. I've seen CPS... Dr- pick kids up off the street that had slipped out of the house, got away from mom and dad, and were just kind of roaming around the street, picked them up, took them to the police station, and then didn't turn them back to their parents, but instead put them in a foster home until they got an attorney and got their kids back, and the parents were good parents. The kid just slipped out a door and and went out for a little rampage, little tiny guy. And all of a sudden, that's child abuse. Yet they're going to let people touch kids between the legs in school, or they're going to tell kids they can't even wrestle and can't run around and without a mask. Listen, people, the CPS is so politically charged. I've, I know that there's situations where CPS has taken babies away from mothers to give them to other people that they knew wanted a child. 
They took a child from one set of parents and tried to sever their rights to provide a child to another set of parents that they really liked and they needed a child. I'm telling you, this is evil. It's wrong. And we need to nail these people and go after them. Uh, we had a private Jewish school, a private Jewish school. This The tuition in this private Jewish school in L.A. was $52,000 a year. High school students were provided the book Queer, Gender Queer, a memoir by a teacher and told to read it for the class. The mom said the kids were shocked and the reaction by the parents were even worse. Uh, it's a it's a religious school. Uh, the book uh, is done in cartoon form, indicates it is directed at kids, despite claiming it is for 18 and older readers and their reviews on Amazon indicate this is very graphic comic style book about one's sexual experiences uh on and on it's just flat funky listen you can take your kids out of school there's lots of there's lots of options there's options if you're in the yuba center area there's many private schools in the yuba center area one of the latest ones starting uh one that just kind of restarted was uh, is out at bible baptist church on north Beale road i heard they're having really good results out there all new buildings new technology another school that started that's that's uh, been stuffed into the campus at glad tidings church of glad tidings is called epic epec and uh it's it stands for embassy private educational center and you could reach them at six seven five three zero six seven one thirty one sixty extension two four seven they you can put their kids in there that's a k through twelve they got New Life Christian School. There's a number of Christian schools in the. Uh, con, there's a number of alternative schools and Christian schools in the area. You do not have to keep your kids in public schools. Please, do not think it's going to be okay. It's not going to be okay. It's bad over there. These are the worst schools in the state in the union of the United States of America. Please, people, pay attention. Uh, if you want any other information, you could go. We have uh, commercials for SaveCalifornia.com. If you go to his way, website, SaveCalifornia.com, Randy Thomason is an expert on what's going on, uh, the bizarre things going on in our public school. He has another website off of that website that helps you understand how to either start a micro school, a home school, all kinds of uh, alternatives to get your kids listen my experience with parents that are taking on their kids teaching is they didn't realize it was so great their their kids are learning so much and in far less time than they would in tying them up all day at school it's not like they're just letting them run the rest of the day but they're giving them enriching experiences in fact if you're homeschooling there's arrow education at church of glad tidings you can go on the church of glad tidings.com website Go to ministries, click click down, a drop down. You could see where Epic is. Is also Arrow Education. For like $20 a year, they meet every Wednesday, and they have enriching education classes, athletics, food, fun, uh, and you can get support there for curriculums. If you lack curriculum on math or something else, your kids are moving up, moving on. You're looking for new curriculum. Other parents will help you. Sometimes there's curriculum they can turn you on to. Get, get with a group of people. The other day I was, or last, I don't know, it was about last spring I was out there, I guess, and uh, during the day, and I was working out there outdoors, and I could see all the kids. I think there were almost 100 kids out there. 
uh, with and along in addition to the parents. So if you want to go to Arrow Education, there's there's no joining. It's just like hey, you just want to be a part, just pay so much for your kid. It just covers some of the costs of some of the education. Okay, I want to go on here really quick. Um, let me talk about a couple more. I want to draw your attention to two other groups, Elite Universal Security, who is a, a great security company in the Yuba Sutter area. But they also, if you're listening to us from Butte County or Nevada County or other counties, they're operating up there as well. And so please, if you need a job done, people are stealing you blind. They're stealing stuff. All the, Like I told you about, they're stealing meters. They're stealing propane tanks. They're stealing cars. They're breaking into cars. Give them a call at 530-749-0280, 530-749-0280. If you want a job, they will hire you as well in other counties as well. Uh, they also help you get the concealed weapon permits. They got their own range. They can help you learn how to, to spray the toxic sprays to keep bad guys away from you. So check them out. Also, EliteUniversalSecurity.com uh, is their website, their main website. Also, I need to mention the plumbing doctor, Ted Holmes. We're all working together on this uh, this uh, seven plex for young people, we're going to train them to be world leaders and missionaries, and we're doing it on East Street in Marysville, and, and Ted Holmes is over there with his crew uh, doing demo and construction and plumbing. So the plumbing doctor, they serve Yuba Sutter area, 530-682-9602. Again, they could, they're looking for plumbers. Plumbing doctor is looking for plumbers. Uh, Thrifty Rooters looking for plumbers. Elite Universal Security is looking for security people. All these people will train you if you have a good work ethic and good attitude. And so 530-671-9111, they have dispatchers waiting to help you uh, get your problem solved and, and make it easy on you. Also, Dr. Cassidy um, and I are still working with addicts. Dr. Cassidy is easy to get a hold of. He's also a, uh, a doctor for other, you know, general practitioner, I'd call it family doctor you can reach him at peachtree clinic at 530-749-3242 but if you have an addiction problem we're very interested in you getting in touch with him just call that number 749-3242 say you want to see dr cassidy they say why just say addiction boom we get you in we see what's going on with your life we'll get you into rehabs we'll get you into something something give you medication get you stable and get you off the drugs, right? And so you're not going to drop dead. If you have any problem, you can text him. Please don't call him. Text him, 530-682-8648. Uh, or you can just dial me up, 530-713-1838. We will get you the help you need. We don't want you to use something like you're going to get a little buzz off a Norco or a uh, <clears throat> Oxy, and, and it's a fentapil, right? It's a, it's a deceptive pill, and it'll kill you. Uh, listen, uh, we know you, you know, people want to get a buzz on everybody drink it, drink a beer, drink a this, smoke some weed, drink, get a little buzz on. There's no reason to die when you're just going to try to get a little buzz on because you got deceived by uh, screwy narcotics on the streets. Don't take it easy. Let us give you a hand. Let's get clean. You can get your life back. We will help you get your life back. It's not over. Uh, so give us a call. Okay. I want to go down here and talk about uh, something very serious, and I think we covered some of it on some of the clips. But the uh, the United States of America is headquarters essentially for a Nazi death cult of bioweapons, 
and war criminals, and they're war criminals. I'm telling you that all over the world we have these. It's just not Wuhan, China, or it's not just Chapel Hill, North Carolina. This is all over the world, and it happens to be in uh, right where Putin is attacking in Ukraine. We got them all over the Ukraine. And so there's a guy named Dr. Boyle. He's the author of the, of the International Agreement Prohibiting Gain-of-Function Bioweapons Research that was signed by Ronald Reagan, President Reagan, in the 1980s. Ronald Reagan signed uh, an agreement prohibiting our scientists from doing gain-of-function research. Since that time, Dr. Boyle has been battling the efforts of Tony Fauci, who has been incessantly pushing illegal bioweapons research with the support of both Democrats and, and neocons. So it isn't just one party that's the problem, people. Our government is corrupt. Dr. Boyle stated that America's corrupt government is running and sponsoring a Nazi death cult of bioweapons scientists and collaborators, and he specifically named Fauci, Francis Collins, and Rochelle Walensky, the current head of CDC. Collins just re resigned uh, or retired from the National Institute of Health. These guys, these people are all liars. They're criminals. They're corrupt, and they're making millions of dollars off, these, off this stuff. Uh, they deserve, according to Boyle, this is a, a professional... Uh, Dr. Boyle is also, uh, I believe, a, a lawyer, and um, he says they deserve prosecution for crimes against humanity. He has previously stated that thousands of scientists who worked on gain-of-function research should be prosecuted and sentenced to life in prison. Uh, Boyle does not believe in the death penalty, so other people would say they deserve to die by the death penalty. And, and furthermore, Boyle confirmed the decades-long existence of U.S.-built bioweapons labs in the Ukraine and discussed how the United States government is guilty of violating the global treaty against gain-of-function weapons. I'm telling you that Fauci did this right under the president's noses. So uh, let me go down here a little bit farther. Uh, and this boil is that I got maps here showing all these bio bio labs in Ukraine. And, and so let me just say this. We only have less than two minutes to go. When the same people in the media, I'm talking about all the media, mainstream media, and then other medias that, that told you and sold you on COVID sold you. It was going to kill you. It's told, sold you. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to do the other thing. You got to shut your business down. You got to quit going to work. You can't take a vacation. You can't go visit grandma. You can't, can't have your kids in school. Those same people are saying, we hate Putin. We hate Putin. We hate Putin. Ukraine is wonderful. Ukraine is wonderful. It isn't that simple, people. I'm telling you, if people, if you have a guy that lies to you consistently and all of a sudden he says, I'm really telling you the truth today. Please listen to me. I'm really telling you the truth. That's no reason to believe him. That's what's going on. The same people that you're that many of you believe for a year and it took you a long time to to get a clue are the same people telling you that that we need to nuke Putin that's a crazy 
that is totally crazy. There's something else going on. Ukraine aren't the Ukrainians aren't all wonderful people. There's the mafia over there. There's all kinds of illegal businesses. Listen, that's where Hunter Biden. That's where the Kerry stepson. That's where Pelosi's son. All these people. I don't know whether Mitt Romney's people are over there or not, but they're all these rich boys are down there making all kinds of money off off corrupt uh, resources and oil exploration operations down there. Uh, Boyle says, in fact, it is the Nazi scientists who first brought the precursors of this technology to America in the days after World War II, called Operation Paperclip, brought an actual Nazi scientist to the USA to run NASA's rocketry development program while other scientists were brought into USA to work on pharmacology, pesticides, and chemical industry research. The result is that America's bioweapons institution is literally an extension of Nazi war scientists who now threaten the entire world with their mad science depopulation weapons. That's why as soon as COVID started, uh, this guy actually says Fauci really is a Joseph Mengele, it turns out. Now, I said this from the very beginning. This thing was like a Frankenstein operation uh, to, to start with, and it, and it turned out to be just that. So uh, we're going to call it a day, and uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. And if you didn't, there's lots of other shows you can listen to, and we'll make it up to you somehow. Okay, do something good this week for somebody. See you later. trees of green red roses too I see them bloom for me and you and I think to myself what a wonderful world I see skies are blue The bright blessed day and the dark sacred night And I think to myself